And their first email is from Shepard Shepherd. Oh, <laughs> it starts. Oh it starts. Shepherd. <laughs> Shepherd. I'm just gonna. <laughs> Wow, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hang up Shepherd right now. Shied ya. <laughs> oh my god! As as if he wasn't already gonna have enough to you know call me out on. Uh, <laughs> se- she- <laughs> and I'm not oh, even drinking. Man. This is terrible. Shepherd Seja. This is a presentation of Dawn Forge Productions. You're listening to Shattered Soulstone, Episode 81, Summoning Leviathan. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash sspbook. That's bit.ly slash sspbook. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. Strap in, folks. This is going to be fun. Coming to you from a half-empty bottle of white wine. Lantonio. I found a nice little trifecta last night in uh, Hardcore that I'm hoping makes me loaded. Dreja. Oh, wait, wait a minute, what happened? Like, you lose five seconds of your life, you wake up. Chill. It gives you 38.2 yummies per second. With 13 to 38 yummies and 150 nom nom noms per second. Coming to you from the dark recesses of the proverbial Dawnforge pouch, this is episode 81 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. It is Monday, May 4th. No! No, there will be no references to that date. And I am your host, Nevik, and I am joined by one of my co-joys. How are you, Brazia? I'm doing great. May I just say that I'm really happy? <laughs> because finally, after three and a half years, the East Coast will outnumber the West Coast on this podcast. Finally. Mm. Yeah, I, I am outnumbered at the moment. Yay. So, boom. Yeah, my my West <laughs> yeah, Coast counterpart, Jen, obviously she's still on her um, medically induced hiatus due to the extreme allergy season that we're having here in, in, well, not here in Sacramento, where I am, but down where she is, over by the coast, where they actually do sort of have water. <laughs> it's crazy, so she's still not going to be with us. Hopefully, hopefully soon, we'll see. And our fourth musketeer, he had a medical emergency, not himself, but his uh, stepdaughter, I believe. Um, so we wish her all the best. Um, she, they, she was running a high fever, so they had to go take her in. Probably get her on some IVs and, you know, and all that good stuff. But we do have a special guest bringing in it, or bringing it in. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. But holding down the fort with us is Leviathan from none other from BlizzPro and the West March Workshop. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. And may the forest... (laughs) (laughs) I got nothing. (laughs) Run, forest, run. Run, forest, run. Run, forest. (laughs) Yeah. Misa not sorry about that. (laughs) There it is. Oh, there there we go. There we go. (laughs) I told you you love that guy. 
Oh yes, yes. <laughs> that's even though he's not here to speak for himself. That's actually Nineball's favorite character, and I know he will back <laughs> me up on that. Speaking of Nineball, I am I am enjoying a full throttle at the moment. So. Ooh, I know he actually oh. would enjoy that, and not the last statement. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> l- l- let's not uh, let's not dilly dally any longer. Let's get into what we've been up to, and as we usually do, we always open it up to our guest first, and uh, you get to be as. Um, brief or as verbose as you would like to be on what you've been up to. Alright, well I'll try not to pull a flux, because I do have a demon hunter story. But uh, <laughs> I know you don't want to be here for I, three I, hours. I, I hear Flux has a demon hunter, and he loves telling stories about his demon hunter. Just a little bit. You have to get him to open up first. Takes a lot of work. Um, but I <laughs> doesn't talk much. <laughs> All jokes aside, um, I've been having a lot of uh, blast, a lot of fun with this season. Been hanging out in Raid Call and just kind of chewing the fat on some of the different possibilities with all the classes, really. It's a really exciting time um, to be playing Diablo just because patch 2.2 brought all these new items and sets and diversity. Um, and so right now, I started the season off with the Barb and was having a lot of fun with that died unfortunately uh last weekend so not this past one but the one before that and did a little rebuild up um and it's looking okay but because the pain honestly in dying at this point is really the gems like when you lose those and you have to go back and level them back up to a decent um status it's just it's a slog so i've been mixing it up a little with uh the demon hunter as well um and i know everyone is on to nats at this point and i'm way in the past with uh unhallowed essence but i've actually been having a lot of fun kind of trying to uh work the kinks out of that build a little bit yeah i've i'm curious about the demon hunter maybe one of these days i will devote some more time to it but uh i've heard nothing but good things about nats and the ue set Mm-hmm. Both, yeah, both are honestly really viable options, and I think too, as a as a past wizard, you might like it just because there is a lot of that, you know, stand back and rain down spells or arrows, as you will. Yeah, yeah, I'm still holding out hope for those warblades of Azanoth and having it be a demon hunter specific legendary item. When you mentioned that on one of your shows, I got like super giddy because I played a Javazon for a lot of D2, so I was, I was like, oh yes, please. Let's get that in here somehow. Yeah, I I know Brazier is. Uh, he he loves he loves um, Illidan. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Brazier, what have you been up to? A little bit of playing here and there. I just kind of, I felt like I hit a wall. Like I had an awesome weekend where I played with the Aussies, got up to like over Paragon 100, and just kind of felt like okay, I need to take a short break. So mm-hmm. I went and I'll. Obviously, we'll talk about our other game, but I, I went and played some other game um, for a bit and just came back tonight, started playing around again, and it's like, oh, okay, you know, this is fun again. It's not that it wasn't fun, but sometimes you just need to kind of step away. Yeah. And so, and Amen I mean, I've, I've just been kind of playing around with, um, like, the different witch doctor uh, skills that I have because I'm just trying to find, like, a good synergy. I mean, I have a six-piece Jade Harvester. Still can't get the Ring of Royal Grandeur. It, this is not my season again for it. Um, <laughs> that sucks. So, you know, it's just whatever. But um, um, I, out of curiosity, have, are you like, are you swimming in those maces that you get from the Herodic Cash? Because I've gotten <laughs> more of those than anything. I'm, Dude, I'm, t- I'm so sick. Of, I'm so sick oh, of getting no. the mace. 
If I get an Ajen Deneku, though, forget oh. about it. <laughs> Those are ridiculous. I've got, like, an entire tab full of just axes. <laughs> it's, like, stupid. But I've got, like, uh, five Dunamasa visions. I don't know why I'm keeping all five, but I just figured, hey, in case I need a backup for my backup for my backup. Right. <laughs> yeah. That might work out. I just keep finding a bunch of items, but just not things that I say, okay, together it worked really well with what I've my Jade Harvester so far. Just a mishmash. Yeah. So, it's like, okay. Well, I'll just keep playing around until I find something I really, really fall in love with. Okay. And no no other softcore or other non-seasonal stuff that you've been up to? Uh, not really. I mean, I Join the started up a hardcore <laughs> um, barbarian, but only got him to, like, 12 or 13. Oh. Because okay. I keep hearing how much fun it is, but then yeah. I'm just like, okay, I get started with it. I'm like, ah. Oh. No, I'm missing out on my witch doctor. Maybe I'll go back and play my witch doctor. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I guess I guess unless you have something else, I'll go into what I've been up to. No, Nevik, what have you been up to? Honestly, not all that much. So, all right, let's talk. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay, hey, thanks. See you guys next week. No. Easy breezy. But, no, um, I, I think I'm trying to fight that burnout feeling because I, I think I, I think I burned myself a little too hard in the first what is it we're, we're almost a month into season three now mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and uh, I haven't completely fallen off but it's, it's just like I haven't found a single unity haven't found an enchanting favor for Cormac and he's his those daggers coming out of his eyes I, I, I feel them in the back of my neck all at all times at all times I know he's there and he's plotting my death but I did well wait, when I say that I haven't been up to much I only went from I think last show I was like at 353 Paragon I think I mean that it's only a week ago but um, this week I only got up to 389 I don't think I hit 390 yet so I'm such a slacker yeah no kidding you slacker holy cow step it up that. yeah but uh, what was it uh, I think it was was it last Friday Blizzard started having some major server issues. <laughs> and uh, I created a Crusader because I didn't want to lose my monk. <laughs> and uh, I got into game, and then promptly the server pooped on me. So I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to do something else then. Did but, you escape uh, alive? Yeah. Um, our, our, our good friend, LeBlue, he also created a Crusader and he lost that crusader due to lag and being disconnected and he had a i don't know what he threw through his gem of ease into but he lost that oh, oh man no. that's a bummer i'm telling you the gems man losing those gems painful yeah mm. so i went from I, I got my crusader after things stabilized i got my crusader up to 70 and i think did i i think i leached a little bit at the very end i think i mean that first 50 levels with the gem of ease it just flies by like nothing. And then it slows down when you're solo. And for some reason, I I don't know, may, maybe it's just my um, lack of like in-depth knowledge of the Crusader. I was just, the leveling process like just fell off for me. Even with that Gem of Ease, I was like, oh my goodness, I don't know what I'm doing here. And at first I was leveling at Torment 3 because I had a Molten Wildebeest Gizzard. So, you know, I, I had that going for me. 
and I think I also augmented with either the esoteric alteration or something else mm-hmm. just to, just so that I could run at torment three and not be in any fear of you know getting one shot by a monster but uh, at a certain point I had to drop it down to torment two because my killing speed fell off and then I had to drop it down to torment one <laughs> and then down to master <laughs> down we go <laughs> and uh, th- then I leached that I think the last level or two. So at that point, then I started, you know, running on my monk and getting blood shards and then went to Kadala, got a couple pieces of Roland's, have to go over back over to my monk, go back, you know, went when full and get a couple more pieces of Roland's. And amazingly enough, every single set piece that Kadala gave me was all Roland's. Wow. So I, I, yeah, I had nothing else come um, come out of Kadala. So my uh, Crusader is sitting with the six-piece Rollins. Well, technically five, but I have the ring, and it's a dexterity ring. <laughs> <laughs> but nice. hey, you know, it's the y- you do what you got to do, right? Absolutely. And then I started trying to craft that Piro Morella, I believe, is oh, the shield. Oh, God. And wow. Yeah, it's just like going to Miriam and trying to re-roll something with her on a class item. And you're like, wow, there's so many different possibilities of affixes that can roll on this. And I would say 90% of the time you get something that's not that great. No. To, like two points to comment on um, in your story so far. One, I, I don't actually, I want to give you the benefit of doubt. I don't think it's your crusader playing that slowed it down. At the end, I think even with the Gem of Ease, you just notice from about like level 63 to 70, it is such a slog. Like across the board, I've definitely seen people just saying like, oh gosh, I just want to get to 70. And it's that point where it just, you know, I think the anticipation of getting there mixed with the fact that it really does um, start to peel back on you. You're just like, oh my gosh, this is the worst. But I think think it has, because I've done it, I've leveled up backup monks and... The worst that I ever had to drop my torment level down to was torment two, and I think it has just that the monk. I'm way more familiar with the monk, hmm. and that and the monk generates spirit a lot faster than a crusader can generate wrath. I think that that has a big part of it too. De- well, definitely, yeah, because they're so gear dependent. So, what was the other thing? Oh yeah, so oh, crafting those shields. Oh my goodness, like some of them don't even come with strength. How does that happen? Did you experience that? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> like what? I think I created thirty and um, thirty of them, and the best one I got. Uh, I don't think it has crit chance. I was just I I don't know what I was shooting for with it, but I got one with increased block, and I, at that point I thought, well, okay, this is good enough. It had strength, vitality, some chance added block chance and speaking of which i had some that rolled with even with added block chance that rolled with like 14 percent chance to block i'm like what is that (laughs) don't even understand yeah it's ridiculous but i got one decent enough and um i also found two furnaces so far this season Mm -hmm. uh one of which rolled with a socket so i re-rolled the dexterity off that because i found it on my monk of course naturally and so my crusader she's rocking with that then funny story so i don't know how many of our listeners also listen to scott johnson his diablo podcast well back in 
quote-unquote season one of his show, he was talking about kicking and looting, you know, you know, kick all the barrels, loot all the bodies, you know. So I'm going through, and I think I was doing, I was just doing Act 1 bounties. So I was in the scavenger's den, and I'm going through, find a body, click on it, boom, green ring. I'm like, oh, wow, that doesn't happen very often. And so I ID it, and it's a restraint. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, finally, I get to complete my focus and restraint combo. It's happening. And uh, so once I had that, then I'm like, all right, let, let's let's push some greater rifts now. Of course, I didn't really go into it hardcore. I did a 36, and I absolutely crushed it. So I was pretty happy about that. Upgrading my keystone would have been a 40, and I'm not quite sure I'm ready for that. I, I'd rather, you know, do a 37, then do a 38, and see how that goes, and mm-hmm. then a 39. Work my way up to a 40. I, I'm not I'm not ready to go full ham just yet. But, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's what I've been up to. I mean, not a whole lot. It's only been a week. It, this new weekly format, or what we've been up to, is going to be a lot shorter now. <laughs> so... Yeah, before we move on, let me bring up our sponsor, which is Audible. You can go to bit.ly slash sspbook to get a free audiobook. Along with your free audiobook, you'll get a 30-day free trial. That free trial will give you access to all of their member specials, which they run often, as well as digital versions of the New York Times and Wall Street Journal. And then if you do decide to keep your membership rolling... Every month, you'll get a credit to use on over 150,000 titles to choose from, and that they span the gamut of audio, pretty much. So any kind of genre that you're into, you will find multiple selections. So go to bit.ly slash sspbook to get your free audiobook today. So before we get into our tweeters, as we are wont to do usually, I figured we would take this opportunity to get to know Leviathan a little bit better. I mean, we, we, we know him by many names, I suppose. We know him as S.A. Stewart 111. We know him as Katniss and now Leviathan. So let's find out a little bit more about, about this wonderful guy. So Leviathan, what is your history with the Diablo franchise? And what was it that originally hooked you about it? Oh, man. Uh, I love tripping down memory lane. So um, definitely cut me off if I go too long on this. Um, oh, never. <laughs> Let me think back. It was really during my high school years. I remember discovering Diablo 2. I think I was at like a Walmart or a Target or something. And they had the battle chest, if you remember. Um, so you mm-hmm. could get the first Diablo, the base game for Diablo 2, and then Diablo 2 Lord of Destruction. So I was not an early adopter by any means. Um, but I had a couple of friends in school who were just uh, really big gamers. And uh, one of my friends, Edwin, turned me on to Diablo. And he we actually would play Diablo 1 together on the LAN connection. And he taught me how to dupe items and all sorts of stuff. And that was kind of the beginning of the end over there. Um, so we did <laughs> we played a little bit of D1. And then D2 really took off for me when they released, um, I think it was patch 109. Um, and, and that was when you know cows were the thing to farm and to get experience. And one of my friends that I met on there, um, his name's Jason, and he lived up in Canada. He and I would just stay up super late during one summer and just farm cows until we couldn't see anymore. Um, and the goal was to get some level 99 sorceresses so we could fully uh, use, you know, mm-hmm. Sculptor's Ire and get full magic find out of it and everything. So, man, that was yeah. that was that was the beginning. 
Yeah, and I guess not much has changed. You know, staying up super late, just grinding until your eyes bleed. <laughs> yep, I guess developed those skills and took them forward. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, the robot never sleeps. Never, never. Okay, so, so I mean, obviously the gameplay hooked you, but have you ended up um, through throughout the years? Have you picked up any of the novels and have you read them? I do own. A few. I have both of um, the books, like the Book of Tyrael, the Book of Cain. Um, and then mm -hmm. when at PAX last year, actually, there were a couple of raffles going off on PAX East. And I got the uh, comic. I forget. Was it Sword of Justice, I think? Mm -hmm. um, oh, yeah. That was a great comic. So I have all these things, but I spend so much time playing the game. I always tell Nineball this, and I feel like he just kind of like, shoots me daggers from across the room. Um, <laughs> I, I have the books. And I want to read them, but I enjoy playing the game so much. Like, I, you asked what hooks me and what has kept me playing, and I think it's just the that one more drop, one more game mentality. Like, I don't know, the more time that I spend outside, I'm just like, man, I could have had my, you know, ancient IK Boulder Breaker by now. I could have, whatever. So, mm -hmm. uh, I do plan to get around. I think I just need to, like, have a, a week where I turn the internet off. I don't know if I could manage that week. You might not ever see me again, because I'll be breaking things. <laughs> Um, and just get to you know picking up on novels, movies, books, all sorts of things that I haven't uh, haven't had time for yet. Yeah, that that sounds vaguely familiar. My wife keeps saying, you know, why don't we move to Europe, you know, and start up a goat farm? I was like, uh, as long as there's internet, sure. <laughs> <laughs> if there's no internet, no 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 dice. No internet, no Nevik. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I actually have the Sin War Trilogy, and I've read about maybe half of the first book, and I've never finished it, so... Oh, man. Uh, yeah, Hall of Shame right there. But, uh, so, I mean, this is going to be kind of an obvious question, but I, I know there are s subtle nuances to this question, but what character classes are you currently playing, and what are your favorite builds, and maybe your least favorite? Interesting. Um, so right now... I actually, um, before you were just mentioning, you cleared a Greater Rift 40 on your monk. Um, I cleared a Greater Rift 40 on my Demon Hunter maybe 30 minutes nice. ago or so. So I've been enjoying um, messing around with the Unhallowed Essence set and trying to see what I can push with that before switching over to the Almighty and Powerful Nats. And then, of course, the Barbarian is, is my new plaything this season. Um, but everyone who kind of knows me now is, is knows me as the Crusader. Like I, that is my class. I feel like it's my representation. I just that was something about that when Reaper launched, and I, I my goal. I told Nineball this because we were so hot on the DH um, when Patch 2.0 came out, and it looked really cool, and it seemed like it was going in the right direction. And we got the Dinettas, and so we're just vaulting all over the place, having a grand old time. I told him, I'm just going to level up the Crusader to 70, just to see how it feels. Uh -oh. And, you know, a year later, <laughs> I haven't returned to the DH, like, fully, really. Um, I mess with it in seasons here and there, but the Crusader. And funny enough, I actually have played maybe one hour of Crusader this season, so. Man, that's, it's kind of funny. We, we have a lot of similarities in that, in that aspect, because I was all about the sorceress and then the wizard in diablo 3 mm -hmm. and then i started playing the monk and i didn't really like leveling up but this was back in uh you know diablo 3 chocolate it, it was difficult to level a monk back then yeah and then i don't know that just something I, I got burned out and i just started playing the monk and you know it just it clicked and now it's like 
it, the monk is my class, so it's kind of funny. Sometimes those are the best ways when it's not intended, you know? You're not forcing yourself to say, I want to be the wizard, like I was the sorceress, so I need to be the wizard. Um, it's kind of nice when you just, it finds you almost, the, the monk found you, and you guys created this yeah. harmony, if you will. Yeah, it's, uh, it's actually kind of funny. I'm, uh, I'm having this kind of like this internal battle right now because I'm, uh, I just started playing Final Fantasy XIV. You know what? I, I'm going to have to explain the, the timey-wimey-wibbly-wobbly magic of the internet. We're recording this after we recorded the regular show. So that's why you're probably like, wait a second. He didn't mention that he cleared a crater of four. <laughs> I know. I didn't want to mention, too, like I was going to say. And now the Crusaders released for Blizz Heroes or for, for Heroes. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm having this internal battle right now where playing Final Fantasy XIV, I'm playing as a Pugilist. And you can't play as a, well, I, I thought I thought they were going to name name the job or the class thief. I, I guess eventually they may specialize the rogue class mm. to have a thief job. Final Fantasy XIV is kind of confusing, but uh, it's like you know, it's like I almost identify myself with a with a monk. So it's like maybe I'll just specialize as a monk. <laughs> Who knows? But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny just how classes find you and and i think that's what wyatt would say is a win for for the diablo team you know you, you go in with one intention and something else finds you and you're like oh my goodness this this is so much fun i absolutely agree i mean and whenever i get the question from people you know what class should i play there i always hate that feeling of like they're looking for what's the best class you know or like what's what's the kind of the best in slot for my choice and my time that I'm going to use. And I always want to tell people to, you know, to let the fantasy kind of decide it for you. And I, I feel the same way about builds to some degree too. Obviously, some builds are more efficient than others. Um, mm -hmm. And that kind of ties back to the original question you asked too. Like, I'm, I'm loving, of course, the Wrath of the Waste, um, enabling the Whirlwind fantasy again. And that's also a throwback to not only Chocolate, but also D2 in general too. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I have memories of <laughs> I hated the barb back in Diablo 2, but I had a whirlwind barb. Of, of course. course you did. Yeah, of to. course. <laughs> it's like a rite of passage. Yep. Yep, with all that life leech and magic leech, just infinite, you know, mm -hmm. just unstoppable. But uh, So let, let's move on to, on average, now, <laughs> how... How often do you still play Diablo 3? Oh, God. This question, really? <laughs> um, I, I know that it's tailed off a little bit recently here. This is true, yeah. I'm trying to diversify my activities um, just to kind of live a healthier life. And, and now the weather is finally turning for the better uh, in Boston. We're not covered under 18 feet of snow, so you can actually mm -hmm. go outside. Um, so I'm trying to run a little bit more and um, just be a little bit more social, too. So I would say probably averaging... Uh, five hours per day right now but i mean you you know the hours in the beginning of the season were ridiculous almost too much probably because i was i was losing a lot of sleep and uh as a result not being very uh active or talkative during the day at work it was kind of just like mm -hmm, yep, mm -hmm. <laughs> zombie at work yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah but uh it, it's good that you did tail off because otherwise otherwise you might have burned out and, and you know completely taken a small hiatus from the game which is you know never actually a bad thing i mean if you're starting to feel burnout you know take a break do something else diablo will always be there that, that's one thing that we've always we, we always chime on you know if you're not having fun you know do something step else. away yeah 
There's no shame so, in it. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes it could be as simple as playing something else, or a different class, rather. And if that doesn't work, then, you know, do something else. Yeah. And don't don't burn yourself out, because, I mean, thankfully we don't have to worry about a monthly subscription, so Diablo will always be here and waiting for you, and there will always be people waiting to welcome you back, so. Absolutely. That's one thing that we always stress at the Shattered Soulstone. But uh, you've already mostly answered this question, but what is your favorite part about Diablo 3? Uh, story, loot, theory crafting, group play, seasons, leaderboards, or conquests? Or probably some and almost all of that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's tough to pick just one to single out. Um, I am a very competitive person. I feel like that was just kind of bred from early on with sports and things like that and diving as deep into running as I have in the past. So it's always fun to go out and try and beat somebody, especially when it's some stuff is kind of time oriented and that, you know, kind of ties in with running too. So it's nice to hop into that fresh season. And so I would put on the list seasons is one of my favorite parts. Everyone starts from zero and it's just rush, rush, rush. Like that first night trying to get to 70 as fast as possible. And then, you know, getting the getting into T6 as fast as possible. Like there's always this next checkpoint that you want to hit. Uh, and to me, that's so exciting. It hasn't gotten old yet. And, you know, this is the third season that we've had to go ahead and do it. Um, so, yeah, I really like chasing those leaderboards. I like um, climbing the ladders. I like, hang I like, I just like the fresh reset, too, to be honest, because it's nice to have people to play with. I know that because the crazy hours that I tend to log, I'll get ahead of a lot of my friends and whatnot. So then grouping is always feels weird because they're like T2 and it's like, hey, do you want to come help? I'm like, but efficiency is pulling me this direction. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's it's nice to at least kind of see the uh, spectrum decompress back down to, you know, we're only so far apart. So I, I would definitely enjoy playing with you and not feeling, um, you know, bad about losing out on extra gear or loot or whatever have you. Mm-hmm. What is what would you say is your fondest Diablo memory? Hmm. Man, um, if I limit it to just Reaper, I would probably say the first season. To be perfectly honest with you, just not knowing what to really expect out of it and seeing—I mean, there was so much emotion wrapped up into it too, because it was the first time that there was going to be a reason for the gear. Like you know, so so much of that beforehand was just you get the gear to get more gear. And then once you have more gear, you can get more gear. And there was right. like, you know, there wasn't really a purpose. And so um, the leaderboards being there for the first time, these greater rifts, things that challenge us to push our characters farther, further, uh, faster. Um, it, it was a really cool uh, feeling to kind of have that extra motivation behind why I'm creating these characters. And then also have that, uh, that flirtatious part of, oh gosh, I'm pushing close to my death basically in hardcore. Because at some mm. point you're just going to get too far in. Uh, over your head and that's when you're gonna lose her so I, I think that's definitely been the the fondest part just just everyone wide-eyed and bushy-tailed ready for season one and then of course exploits come in so like you feel down on it then they fix some exploits and you're like all right back to season one and <laughs> the roller coaster <laughs> yeah yeah the greatest thing about adding the leaderboards in my opinion has um i this is gonna sound a little strange but bringing death back into hardcore mm. it's true it was easy to not die before right yeah i yeah a lot of people mentioned that until they started chasing the leaderboard they haven't lost a single hardcore character since reaper so it's, it's good it's good that death is part of the game again absolutely agree healthy for it 
and uh yeah. and i think just that gear reset too can help people play longer because if you if you were just playing it safe you finally build up whatever it might have been back in the day your con six piece your um man that's that's like all i can remember <laughs> at this point i don't even know <laughs> what wasn't there previously um but you get that and then you're playing safe and you know like t5 or something or just really geared up for t6 anyways and you have no fear so yeah i'm, I'm with you 100 percent. yeah so if there was one feature or maybe an item that could be added to Diablo, what would you like it to be? Oh man, I was just thinking about this um, earlier this week. I think that it would be cool to see some kind of, uh, I guess, you know, some of the slots that they're tending to leverage right now are the belts and the bracers, but in general, I think there's a lot that they could do with legendary gems. I feel like, you know, if they kind of remove some of the restrictions of where they might be socketed, things could get really crazy, so that's going to be tough to balance. But we've already seen them put something into the weapon slot, so we have the gem of ease. I'd love to see other gems come for the uh, the weapons in particular, because we have the Ramaladni, so everyone can eventually, hopefully, get that socket on their uh, weapon. And then, you know, maybe make some more options there so that the, the possibilities become a little bit more limitless because right now you just see that green emerald and it's a given and everyone's doing it but i would love to just see diversity come in there maybe you get a legendary gem that i don't even know i spitball something and it's going to sound crazy but like maybe it uh boost your follower i don't you know i don't know that's a terrible idea but just just stuff that would um kind of help complement what's already there i think that one of the things that we have right now is a really solid base the game is in such a great place uh, with patch 2.2 so i would just love to see start to you know get creative and build on things mm -hmm. all right so let's move more to focusing or putting the spotlight on you what made you originally uh interested in being a guest back on the diablo podcast with flux um over at diablo and gamers and then what was it that made you want to transition from just being a guest to being a full-time co-host of the West March Workshop? Great question. Um, back in the day, I was one of those forum warriors. I've, so I've always kind of never been part of the official forums just because I felt like a lot of the a lot of the people that you would meet there just seemed ready to kind of cut ideas down. It didn't feel like it was fostering a lot of growth. It seemed like there was more negativity to things that were creative because like like i just tried to do right you throw out an idea and it's going to be half baked or like not even half baked like quarter baked or something and just not really fleshed out but the thing that's cool is hopefully there are people in the community that are kind of in on the same page as you and they want to help your idea progress theory craft a little bit and you go back and forth and that's that collaborative process of hey now we created a really cool idea maybe the devs will run with it maybe they won't maybe they just read it and they get inspired to do something else so that was kind of my thing that i was doing on ink gamers in their forums um playing a lot of bard back in the day too oddly enough um so i was just trying to throw out ideas for builds that weren't <laughs> evolving around whirlwind and run like the wind <laughs> um which is really hard to do <laughs> back in the day uh mm -hmm. so you know it was just having a lot of fun theory crafting with the people in there and it was a really positive atmosphere and because some of the ideas started to take shape and take form i was like you know what? i kind of like talking about this stuff so flux kind of put the call out there for some new blood into his podcast hopped on that train and then realized I really just like I just enjoyed meeting up with people that I had never really gotten the chance to speak with. So that's where I found Nineball for the first time. A couple of other guests like Xanth and whatnot I got to talk to, and it was really cool to see their passion kind of fleshed out. Um, and then from there, you know, just getting more involved in the community, being on Twitter, 
um, you know, seeing your guys do your show and things like that. I'm like, man, it'd be so cool to just have like that be a, a weekly or, you know, bi-weekly presence in my life. Um, and so when the West March workshop started up, it was just a cool opportunity to kind of get in on the ground level because it was a brand new podcast and every all the other ones at the time were just established um, mm-hmm. were previously established, I should say. So I was writing into the West March workshop quite a bit. And because I knew Nineball from Ink Gamers, him, he, he was kind of favorable to me just in terms of like, hey, we like your ideas and things like that. And when they finally wanted to pull a third uh, host in, I got tapped for it, which was awesome. It was a really uh, great opportunity. I'm super thankful. And it kind of evolved into this, this crazy thing that you see now. Yeah. Has it been weird essentially chis- chiseling out you know, two and a half, three hours, maybe sometimes out of your Diablo play every week to do the show. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I remember the very first episodes, um, Archon would kind of give me gaff because I'd be like, all right, we're, because normally we would meet, this is some like behind the scenes stuff, but normally we would meet um, maybe a half hour or so before the actual start of the show, just to get everyone on the same page, go over our like non-existent show notes and whatnot. And I'm just thinking the whole time, I'm like, man, come on, we got to get this thing on the road. I got to get back to playing. And it was such a uh, it was such a crazy transition because it it went from feeling like it was depriving me of game time to actually informing my game time because after a while I realized that doing this show was helping me become a better player because I just felt more in tune with like the needs of the community so I was looking at different things when I was playing and it kind of enriched the experience whereas before mm-hmm. you know I was kind of I would almost call it selfish but that that approach of just like I need my game time like we got to go 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 let's get back mhm yeah. So, all right, let, let's transition away from the podcasting. And uh, why Leviathan? Why not Ifrit or Ramu or maybe Bahamut? I know. Yeah, the other the other ones are much more powerful and cool, huh? <laughs> I don't I don't know. I so my Final Fantasy adventures started with Final Fantasy VIII, and a lot of people were like, "That's just ridiculous. It's broken. The draw system terrible." But I don't. You always love your first, and you never forget it. And so that was the one that stuck with me. And I just remember summoning up Leviathan for the first time and just seeing that water cascading down those rocks and be like, man, that is cool. And the enemy just gets swept away. And if it's the killing blow, like the enemy just never comes back. So it just seemed like it seemed powerful in that way to me just because it was nature. It wasn't necessarily I mean, you know, a lot of it is kind of nature because there's fire and there's lightning, you know, with Quisicoddle or whoever. Mm-hmm. But I don't, it just seemed so, I don't know, it seemed fitting and it seemed like something I could grasp onto. And then, of course, like in the political science realm, there's Leviathan 2 from Hobbes and whatnot. So it just, it had, it touched all these different realms of things that I had interest in and do have interest in. Uh, and I just, I just rolled with it. My follow up to that is um, what's your favorite Final Fantasy? game in the series and your least favorite Ooh, so i'm gonna get a lot i'll start with the least favorite because i know that's gonna create some drama final fantasy 9 really? did not like it no i i don't think that i think if you said seven people would be you know, they'd cut my head at off your door <laughs> yeah but i i can i can see nine zidane was not necessarily you know I, I don't I don't think too many people resonated with or well, at least I didn't resonate with Zidane. Me neither. And and uh I, other than Vivi, I mean the, the cast of characters was I don't know. It it was almost too cartoonish. I, I think I think that's where I would put it. 
I'm with you on that. And like, I, I don't know, because I think it could have been interesting. Like, Garnet was an interesting character, Dagger. Um, Iko seemed like she had an interesting background. Even Freya, like, Freya could have been really cool. And the, mm-hmm. and granted, the story of FF9 is amazing. Like, all the destruction, like, I remember I had, a, <laughs> I had a friend in college who said he was actually moved to tears when they destroyed Clara. Spoilers, by the way, if you haven't played, I guess. <laughs> so many years old at this point. So, I mean, there was a lot of, like, moving stuff there, but... I, I don't know. To me, it felt like it definitely was a throwback a bit to some of the older games. But the the mini game like Tetra Master just didn't make sense to me, so I hated it. Um, yeah. And and I don't know. Like they, it just didn't have quite the same grasp as FF8 did, and that is my favorite one. Um, just because I love Triple Triad, I think it's one of the best, if not the best, mini game that they've made. And I really I, I don't know. I think I identified with Squall because at the time I was a moody like teenager too. So. It's kind of funny. Um, our similarities end there because eight was my least favorite, <gasps> and the whole reason is when you get to spoilers, people. Um, everybody finds out that oh, they were all orphans at the same orphanage, <laughs> but you know, Guardian Force amnesia is a real thing, and it's like, oh my goodness. At that point, I was like, all right, I'm done with this game. <laughs> Just checked out. <laughs> I was like, all right, and then my best friend at the time, he was like, but you're no you can't stop and i was like well if you want to continue playing my save file that's fine go ahead so i ended up seeing the ending of the game but (laughs) oh wow so you like you like it wasn't even like you checked out of the story you just stopped playing period yep period wow cold hard stop i was like yep that's it i'm out (laughs) that's actually that's i'm impressed with that i'm not even mad i'm impressed just for the resolve of like nope you don't have me anymore so you don't get me yep yeah, although 13 is a pretty close least favorite. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one. It's probably my second least favorite. Yeah, actually my favorite, Um, a lot of people hate, I, I think I've mentioned this before, a lot of people hate the scene between Titus and Yuna in 10. <laughs> the laughing. But I I loved it. I, I thought it was very, you know, it was, it was like, the, it was just so innocent. You know, it was like the innocence of, of both characters. It was just it was so great. I loved it. But nice. the battle engine of 10 was just amazing. I loved it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it, it had a lot going for it, being the first one that was on the PS2. Um, so the graphics update was amazing. The battle system, like you said, so fluid. And uh, it was, uh, man. Uh, and even some of the tactics there, too, from like being able to delay turns and see it like physically manifest on that sidebar. Yeah. it was. That was a great game. And even Blitzball was a really good minigame, too. I think... When you mentioned the delay churn, as much as I love Final Fantasy X, I think still by far the greatest RPG battle engine still is in the Grandia Ooh. series of games, and I wish, I really wish that game would be brought back. I know I don't think Game Arts is around anymore, but it would be great to see somebody pick up that license and uh, bring it back to what it used to be. Because, oh man, we could really use a Grandia game right now. That would be sick, man. The closest thing we got, and although it's it, not not as long and robust of, or well, it's not like a huge, like, epic adventure, but Child of Light, so close to to that original game style that I loved in, in Grandia, so. I've heard great things about that. Yeah. Alright, so let's wrap this up. In the past, you've named all of your female crusaders Buffy. I take it you're a big fan of the series? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little. And uh, But I, I think just today you announced that going forward, all of your female crusaders would now be named Johanna. Yes. 
in celebration of uh, the Crusader finally making it to Heroes. It's so exciting. I've heard, I, you know, the Crusader's been bandied about in the Heroes community quite a bit as possibly a support, but I really don't think that they could do another... I mean, she's not a paladin, but she is kind of close. <laughs> I think she's going to be some kind of hybrid. Uh, I think she's going to be a warrior. That That's going to be her label, which, you know, a lot of people are going to complain. They're like, where is the Diablo support class? Right. It's like, she doesn't fit that. I, I mean, she has a big shield, and she's wielding a huge flail. It doesn't make sense for her to be a support yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think a hybrid would be the closest that would do it justice and and still maybe please some of the fans looking for support. But yeah, I feel like you gotta with with all those powerful skills. Like, uh, imagine like a falling sword. Like, I don't I don't even know. I mean, they probably have reveals because I I don't. This is full disclosure. I don't follow heroes development all that much. So, but I will now. <laughs> but I can just imagine like some of the skills that are in D three translating those over to the MOBA style of play, um, hero brawler, if you will. I think yeah. it, uh, it's going to... Uh, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, I would not be surprised if Falling Sword, probably Shield Bash, and maybe maybe not Fist of the Heavens, but maybe Heaven's Fury. That could be cool. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Leviathan. Uh, let's move in on to the tweeters. Brasher, why don't you start us off? Hey, that sounds good to me. Uh, first, starting with Play Rider 2. At Shatterstone Weekly Episode. Yes, please. And Queen of Haiku, hope you start to feel better. Thanks. We hope so, too. Yeah. I agreed with that. Feel bad for her. Uh, next is at Karova. Hey, the Karova show. Um, at Shatterstone, Kadala is so strange. Fist only yellows oh, for days. On I end. typo. That's supposed to be first. Oh. <laughs> well, hey. <laughs> I was thinking, fist like, fist weapons. Like, Let me fix that right now. All right. There we go. Corrected. First, only yellows for days on end, and three legendaries and two set pieces out of 600 shards. Yeah, she's fickle like that. That's not to agree. Comes and goes. Comes and waves. <laughs> and I'm telling you, when you, you get a good one, like one or two, just keep going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like the, it's, um, dang it, what's that, uh, it's like the casino, you know, you yes. like at the oh, hot yeah. machine. Feed it quarters. Yep. Feed it 100 if you have to, and then, you know, once it stops uh, giving you anything, walk away. So, let's see. Who would be go. the cooler, then? I'm trying to think of who would be the cooler. You know, somebody who comes over and ruins your good luck. Oh, hmm. Probably, probably, uh, Linden. Yeah. <laughs> Check the hit on her, and then it's just all over. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, you know that's what he's doing when you go out of town. He's walking over and, and hitting on her, and it's like... And then the days he doesn't hit on her is the days you start to actually get lucky. Figured it out. Yep. <laughs> Lore. Confirmed. Spoilers. Exactly. Spoilers. <laughs> so next, um, at Karova, at Shatterstone, really love your decision to go weekly. Eventually, I will come through with some kind of audio. Once I do, you'll understand. Hmm. Hmm. I guess we'll find out. Exactly. Next is Skullbash1241 at Shatterstone. Hi, you guys. Just finished episode 79 and wanted to tell you to keep up the great work on the show. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks, Skullbash. We, we will. I think. Next is... Uh... Oh, I'm sorry. What was that? <laughs> I think. Well, we'll see. Okay. We'll see after what happens with this uh, play button that's staring me in the face. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. 
Uh oh. And sh- Uh-oh. shout out to Skullbash too. He's in the the Bliss Pro Clan, like that guy. Oh sweet. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of great people in a community, no matter which ones you go to. It's, it's great. Absolutely. Uh, next is Edgar, zero one, one one. I just gave to save the children. You should too. And he gave us a link to bit.ly slash rpzsho um, at BlizzPro, at the Westmark Workshop, and at Shatterstone. Yeah, Good I, man. I think that was a link um, related to the uh, Save the Children. Uh, they sent over a group over to Nepal after the mm-hmm. major earthquake that they had. So Definitely. Devastating stuff. Worthy cause. Absolutely. Yeah, some... some <laughs> really old you know artifacts of time you know like uh some of their spires at some of their temples just absolutely destroyed you know it's crazy man just the things that happen with nature you know unbelievable yeah so much history do you hear about the uh gentleman who they pulled out who's 101 whoa No. no i did not hear that yeah no i heard about it this morning he actually survived the last one as well that they had in 1930-something, 34. Oh, my goodness. That's wow. the luckiest guy alive. <laughs> exactly what I was thinking. He was just sitting, I guess, wherever he was, he had enough rice and water to last him for a while. And that's what he was eating for the whole week. Yeah, I also saw a story where they pulled out a two-month-old um, a couple days yes. after the rubble. Wow. I was like, wow, oh, that's, that's crazy that a two-month-year-old could survive that long. Yeah, talk about a will to survive. Mm-hmm. Some amazingly great stories come out of tragedy like that. Next is a series from uh, Queen of Haiku, Jen. She says, just hit level 70 with my Season 3 Crusader at Shatterstone. Yay! Yeah. Uh, at Pergos Master says, congrats, you hit it faster than your last Demon Hunter, didn't you? Jen responds, thank you. Yes, it does feel like I hit 70 faster this time. But focusing on Nephilim rifts, rifts in Season 3. And Pregos Master replied, It's a better way. Less fun, I guess, but faster. I don't know if I'd and say it's less fun. But... It can be fun. You know, I like to mix it up when I can. Mm-hmm. But I do like that um, Act 1 or the... Uh, Halls 3. Or, thank you, Halls 3. Yeah. Because, I mean, that was just so efficient. <laughs> oh, my God. Seriously. Um, and then Queen of Haiku finishes up with I'm hoping that their greater rifts will be more fun haven't really tried those yet oh come on Jen jump in there you'll love it she will she just has to get a trial key first oh <laughs> we can help her with that yeah I, I, anybody can I mean she's also playing softcore this season so yeah there's lots of oh, people okay. can help her would you like me to continue yep oh nice I get to go long this time <laughs> so at Cruentus Relic, starting the morning off right, eating oatmeal and listening to at Shattered Stone. Haha, <laughs> I like it. And Edgar replies, everything the body and soul need. <laughs> I see what you did there. I would like argue that. that the body needs a little bit more, but I, I, I can agree with the soul. Oatmeal's good? Oatmeal, man. Oh, it's like a, you get some nice like apples and cinnamon. Mmm. Maple syrup, uh, not maple syrup. Brown maple sugar. and brown sugar. Thank you, maple and brown sugar. Yeah, I haven't baby. had That's it in my a long time, yeah. but I love that. Mm. Oh, good stuff. 
So, welcome to the Diablo Eating Show. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, next is um, Josuki's hair. Uh, does anyone know where I can find old Worldstone Keep episodes? Also, what happened to them at Shatterstone at the Westmark Workshop and at Scott Johnson? Well, Josuki, I did I did a little bit of investigation because I used to listen to the Worldstone Keep as well. And uh, their last episode aired October 16th. 2012 so we're almost you know in October it'll be three years since their last show and uh but I did um I, I'm gonna throw some links up on our post for this episode that uh if you want to go back as far as I know all their old episodes are still up on their YouTube channel but um their old their old website it's pretty much dead <laughs> so there, there's an old defunct site that only went up to like episode 37 before they switched over to the new site that they did. But that site is gone. So <laughs> like, like I said, it's kind of a mess. I don't know what happened to all of them, but uh, I, I, you know, I guess they moved on. They, they found something else to play. Maybe they're playing that, uh, you know, that, that exile of path game. Yeah. Oh, what's that? The, the hallway of uh, leaving. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like that game. <laughs> Bob and Weave, Bob and Weave. <laughs> Next at Karova says that Shatterstone feel like I've been slacking just two tweets in the last show. Just reached Paragon 100 as my seasonal demon hunter. Well, he's oh, already congrats. he's already done more than last episode. So. Nice, he got a lot further into demon hunter than I ever will. <laughs> well, he's also playing softcore. He's doing hardcore in season oh. four. So. Well, then, then I have a chance. Yep. All right, <laughs> I'll take over now, and it's our good friend... Uh, the icky man himself, nerd words. <laughs> Infamous. <laughs> I, I can't believe he... Oh my gosh. I, I never forgive him for that. <laughs> <laughs> the icky set. <sighs> yep. So he um, he says, Greater Rift 46 Rift Guardian dropped this. Um, whoa. Mo, Mo Grain be praised. And then he tagged the West March Workshop, our show, Diablo, and Diablo Inc. Gamers. And of course, everybody is finding the freaking <laughs> corrupted Ashbringer. Everybody except for me, and maybe Brasia. Um, I think my son found one. Yeah, and not only that, but it's also an ancient corrupted Ashbringer. It is so tasty. Oh, yeah. Feel that salt in the wound. <laughs> yep, but it's not a wizard, so I mean, it's like Serpent Sparker get out this season, right? So. <laughs> I'm sure he just salvaged it. Or or maybe he gave it to his Enchantress if he ever plays solo. Maybe he'll do that. <laughs> just, just you know, even more. Just, mm, yes. Oh, the day that I find a Corrupted Ashbringer, I'm sure it'll roll with the absolute worst stats on the planet, and I will just cry myself to sleep. So our next tweet came to us from Koroba. Hmm. I think, he, I think we know that guy. And he says... At Shattered Stone, yeah, finally got a ring of royal grandeur, and the first roll got me the socket. Now only one piece left for my six-piece Natalia. So, Ooh, nice. It's always nice good when to you go. get that first roll socket. You're like, yes, thank you. I don't have to blow through all my gems. And th- lucky man. And that's definitely an issue if you don't play as much as we do. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next tweet came to us from the keeper of alts. And he says, at Shattered Stone, R-O-U-S, 
Rats of Unusual Size, Princess Bride movie. And when I saw this tweet, I was like, of freaking course it's from the Princess Bride, Uh, right? (laughs) And I'm gonna have I'm gonna have Sean. Rats of Unusual Size. Yep, I'm gonna have Sean uh, input or slice in a a little clip from that scene in the Princess Bride right here. Wesley, what about the RUSs? Rodents of unusual size? I don't think they exist. I feel like I just lost my nerd card for a day. <laughs> I know, dude. It was, it was killing me. I wanted to know. Yeah, I <laughs> really had no clue what R-O-S, R-O-U-S stood for. And I'm like, what? in what context? And then, and then when Princess Bride was mentioned, I was like, oh, okay. Well, there we go. So our next tweet came to us from Korova, and he says, at Nevik James, at Shattered Stone, good to see comments on BW to Diablo-related articles. Keep doing so. And when I first saw this t- tweet, I was like, wait, what? Good comments on Brightwing? What What are you talking about? <laughs> Spoken like a true HOTS player. And, and then I was like, oh, oh, Blizzard Watch. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> And, and then it all made sense. Yes, I've, I've been trying to make sure that I comment on every Diablo-related article over on Blizzard Watch because there's a lot of people there that aren't as, you know, aren't up on Diablo because it's primarily a WoW site. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Keep them honest. Yep. yep. And then our good friend Kagare LeBlu said, At Shattered Stone, going full ham again. Target Greater Rift 45. And then he followed that up with, Just need a rift with better density and not the snakes with the disappearing act, especially elite ones. And he tweeted us with a picture, and it's of the Greater Rift 45 completion screen that he did. Nice. And I think it was in 18 minutes and 47 seconds, so it wasn't a complete success, but he didn't die. So, can't complain. Oh, it was funny. Because I, mean, I think we were both on when he was going to do it. And he was just like talking about how nervous he was. And he's like, okay, uh, fresh pair of underwear, check. Oh, yeah. Um, go, energy, drink, energy drink, check. Oh, wait, no, I don't have it. He goes, forget it. It doesn't matter. We're going in. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it live. Yeah. Exactly. He still finished it, though. That was great. Yeah. Fishing for that right rift, that's always painful. But he's playing as a demon hunter, so he should be able to easily... You know, farm up a bunch of 45 keys. Oh, yeah. He's braver than me. I, I did a 31 yesterday, and even... I got, like, hit once, and I was like, all right, I'm done with this. I, don't, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> so scared on the Demon Hunter, man. Yeah, I don't know if he's rolling with uh, focus and restraint on that Demon Hunter or not, but um, he did... He, he mentioned, he was like, Nebik, ask me how many unities I found. Uh, I, I was like... Okay, I bet he's setting me up to say zero. And I was like, how many unities have you found this season so far? And he's responded with five. It's like, hmm. <laughs> Let the salt flow through you. I was like, thanks for that. <laughs> Be one with the salt. Yeah, so our next tweet came to us from EG underscore Ace Fisher one And he says, hit Paragon 100 in Diablo season three. Check out the Twitch highlights at Shattered Stone at Nevik James at the West March Workshop. And I guess we'll include a link in our show post to his highlight. So I guess he streamed it. I didn't know that he was streaming every now and then. Neither did I. Cool. Yeah. I need to stream more myself. 
but uh, sometimes it just doesn't work out. Because I like to listen to podcasts while I'm while I'm playing. So right, dude, that is the number one thing. Like, if you're a fan of Diablo, then you're usually doing something in the community, whether it's watching other streamers or listening to mm-hmm. podcasts. So it's like, when are you supposed to do your part to contribute? You know? Yeah. The struggle. Yep. So then, uh, oh yeah, a blast from the past at CKR Tech sent us a tweet and says at Shattered Stone I just wanted to say that each time at Lantonio uses that soundboard during a podcast a hardcore character dies <laughs> I haven't seen this one yet <laughs> so Scanline followed that up and he said that would include mine I just ripped today but back to T6 and beyond he lost that beautiful Nat Slayer oh my gosh his oh, no. was so pretty yeah and then Lantonio, being Lantonio, responded and said, Ha! That's good to know. I'll have to do it more to kill off the competition. LOL. <laughs> sounds, <Sure>. It sounds exactly <laughs> like Lantonio. Standard. Yep. yep. Scanline then <laughs> responded to that and said, Thank you for the kind words, sir. <laughs> and then Kagurai the Blue responded also to Lantonio and said, I'm more than capable of killing myself off without help. Thank you. Here, here. I, I feel the same way. <laughs> Don't need any help. Yeah, and then Scanline followed up again and said, LOL, working towards my personal best of six rips this season. Oh. Wow. Yeah, well, nice. at, at least your personal best is that low. A good friend of ours, I think it's Ian, He's he, like, ripped six times in the first couple days. So. Oh, no. Oh, jeez. He, he has bad luck. I, I don't know. Or he pushes too hard. I'm not sure. And then Kagurai yeah. finishes up this little thread and says, Only rip I have so far is a crusader. I was leveling with a gem. <laughs> or with the uh, gem of ease, I think he meant to say. Got DC'd, so basically zero. So he doesn't count that uh, one. I wouldn't count it if it hasn't gotten to 70 yet. Yeah. Uh. And then CKR Tech followed up with one more tweet. And he says, at Shattered Stone, recommend placing Lantonio in the left channel only. So muting him is easy as, or as simple as pulling the earbud out of our left ear. <laughs> Sean, are you taking notes? That is inventive. Ouch. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding, Lantonio. We, we, miss, your, we miss your crickets. Because they would be playing no, right really. now. So I was I'm imagining them. <laughs> I was imagining them. So... Insert. We got a few uh, late responses to our question of the show from episode 80, which was uh, if you loved or hated ancient items. And Skull Bash said, I love the ancient legendaries, even more so because I found an ancient furnace. Finally. Season 3 treated me great so far. And then Scanline said, love mine. And Jach said, can't complain. Ancient Serpent Sparker, Ancient Wand of Woe, Ancient Incense Torch... Ancient Nat Slayer, Ancient Ingium. Let me just strike his next tweet. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. And then JH also said, wait, I never gave an opinion. Uh, not a huge fan. Mandatory for absolute min-maxing. Excuse to prolong the hunt. Hey, well, if we got everything we wanted, we would be bored and we'd go on and play, you know, Final Fantasy XIV, right? All right, I feel like Jace would have finished this game two, like a year ago if there were no ancient items, even though they didn't exist a year ago. You know that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, our question for this show was: How is your seasonal progression going? 
have you cleared a new personal best and leviathan i'm gonna make you work a little bit why don't you read the responses to this all right roll up my sleeves here so we have our first response from kagurai LeBlue. says grift 41 down slowly working up next short-term goal is 45 and as we know he did it but not successfully mm-hmm. get in there though next up walkman 8 Got spin wind barb to high 30 GRs. Taking a break with the new towels was blowing stuff up. Meteors for everyone. <laughs> you get a meteor and you get a meteor. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Yep. <laughs> and the next. Jinx. Ah, you owe me a soda. <laughs> next up, we've got EY Edgar 0111. So far, so good. Cleared Greater Rift 43 with the Tal Rasha Wizard personal best uh and g 48 on four person multiplayer wow Ouch. i'm scared that is high for hardcore nice. especially uh or um is he playing hardcore i'm not sure I i'm not sure either way respect uh karova chimes in and says playing solo only as usual doing great paragon 103 right now greater rift 20 waiting for my six piece natalia for my dh nice May the RNG be with you. Next up. <laughs> next up, we have CKR Tech. Wasn't sure about starting Season 3. Now have a level 70 wizard, DH, Crusader, and Monk. Paragon 238. Yeah, I'm back. It's great to have Right you. on. I like it. It's a lot of characters to gear. Mm-hmm. And then we finish things out a little sadly. Scanline 75. I ripped, but have backup sets and looking forward to trying out UE. New personal best of Greater Rift 39. That's an accomplishment right there because he's definitely playing hardcore. Yeah, Scanline so. doesn't play anything but hardcore now. And I I would just want to comment on his like perseverance. He is the one person I know that like will rip something and then just get right back in there. I know personally I have to like take a little break or just think about things and he's just always dead character, new character. Yep, exactly. And sometimes he just chuckles when he loses a character. <laughs> Personal ex- Wow. I, I was I think I was there one night on Mumble and he ripped and he just laughed about it. <laughs> and then and then he was like, Alright, well, guess i'm working on my backup wow i would have blown someone's ears out yeah, f you right f you you're cool <laughs> quit this game well i i know that another good uh mutual friend of ours uh um jesse hometown hero mm. he just ripped the other day he's having the worst luck with this game this season yeah i think his was a was it was a lag right lag death the, the latest oh. one, I don't even know if we're thinking of the same one because he's had so many. Oh, that's right. No, it was sleeping pill induced. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, goodness. Yeah, that's not wise. Never take a sleeping pill and play hardcore. Never. And it was not like, nope. it was right after the boxing match on uh, Saturday, too, so it was already super late at that point. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I. I was amazed that the uh, first round didn't start until almost 9 o'clock my time. I'm like, I feel for the East Coast right now because that really sucks. I was struggling to stay awake. I mean, thankfully it was a Saturday, not a Sunday. Mm -hmm. But but still. Oh, so I don't have a question for the next show. Brazier, do you got anything off the top of your head? If not, just 
pay attention to Twitter because that's okay. That's usually where we toss it out there, anyways. Yeah, I'm gonna have to say we'll we'll do that off your Twitter. Yeah. All right. Well, we have a bunch of emails. I don't think we're gonna get through all of them tonight, but we're gonna get through as many as we can. And their first email is from Separate Shepherd. Oh, <laughs> it starts. <laughs> it starts. <laughs> How? Shepherd. Shepherd. I'm just gonna. <laughs> Wow, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hang up Shepherd right now. Shepherd <laughs> Oh my god! As as if he wasn't already gonna have enough to you know call me out on. Uh, <laughs> se- she- <laughs> and I'm not oh, even drinking. Man. This is terrible. Shepherd Seja Seja. There we go. Oh, sorta. I I don't think I actually um, saved myself there. But Brazier, why, why don't you take his email? Oh, now I get to to mess it up too. I appreciate it. Gotta so from Shepard, Shepard Thea. <laughs> hey, Soul Journeyers. Quick question: I've played the Diablo series since 1997. Wow. But almost always solo. As I'm getting into the third season, I have my little man's finger. If uh, I just want to say, if you were not a Diablo player, well, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. But you'd be like, what the heck are you talking about? Little man's finger? Right. Yeah, I know. I was like, talking about playing solo for a long time, playing with my little man's finger. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going well. Oh, boy. <laughs> I wasn't going to I have go a there, question but... regarding. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> We don't even need Lantonio here. We're, we're perfectly capable of going blue all oh. in our own. Just fine. Exactly. <laughs> um, he says, I have a question regarding the ladder. If I solo play and get on the leaderboard, then join a few of our clan members, do I also get party leaderboard with that tune too? Or do I have to have a dedicated solo, pl- solo player tune and party tune? Well, I know for me, I've jumped into different groups and... That same character will be on different leaderboards depending on, you know, yep. what the size of the group is that you're in. Yeah. Along with your solo. I was going to say, nope, uh, one character can be on as many, well, obviously you can't be on the individual solo class leaderboards with that character, but, uh, I mean, mm-hmm. you could be, with one character, you could be on the solo leaderboards, the two-player, the three-player, and the four-player, if you want it to be, as well as conquest and achievement points, so. Yes, yes. Although this is something I don't want to like take over your show or anything, but one no, go for one it. gripe that I've had is I kind of dislike that the solo player leaderboards are what they are when you can get a lot of opportunities and things from multiplayer. And the one case that we usually see it is if you play multiplayer, your gems can go way high because you can do normally higher greater rifts in groups than you can by yourself. Yeah. So. It just seems mm-hmm. like I would love to see those get separate. Like if you, I don't know how you would manage it, and it might seem a little bit um, harsh in terms of playing solo, but if it could be something where, like, if you join a group, Greater Rift or something, it uh, declassifies or excuses that character from solo. So you would have to actually have a character that plays solo in order to make that leaderboard. Yeah, I have a feeling mm. we'll never see that, but. Uh, I mean, I was kind of thinking of another possible solution, but it's way more complicated in that, um, say that we do get a system similar to WoW's heirloom system where your gems just are account bound, Mm -hmm. you know, they're account wide. 
let's say that every gem has capable like it would record four different ranks <laughs> you know? oh wow so you you'd have you, you'd have your gem rank for um I, I guess it would all be based off of your solo just to begin that way you don't have to level them your rank separately for each group composition but uh you know your you could have your solo rank your two-player rank your three-player rank and your four-player rank for a gem and then it would just automatically use whichever you are currently doing I think that that's complicated. It, def- it definitely is complicated, I, but I like it. I do like it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's something that is not elegant, and I know that Blizzard loves elegant design, and that's something that's not super elegant. So, I I just I think we're going to be stuck with this this kind of um, you know where in order to really compete on that solo leaderboard, you also have to do group play. Hmm. So I, it's kind of a, kind of a, you know, your SOL, but that them's the breaks. That's the game, you know, indeed don't hate the players. I mean, what if there's like a, a waiting system, you know, similar to how your experience, depending on number of players you have in the game goes up, maybe a waiting system based on your gear from where it comes from. Hmm. I mean, I, that I know is another complicated thing. We're talking about like taking every uh, piece of gear and did it drop in single, a solo, or did it drop in multiplayer? I thought you were going to go the other way with it and just say like, you know, oh. the if let's say for instance your experience goes up in groups, which it does, so you could mm-hmm. go the other way and say when you're playing solo, your chances for upgrades on your gems goes up, and then maybe you can kind of get to that equilibrium of okay, I play solo, I clear like a greater of forty, maybe a party could clear a greater of fifty. But you kind of get the same chances to get to that gem to that level. I like that. That evens it out a lot more because I mean, especially when you're, you know, look at players that play a lot of uh, multiplayer games. They're, you know, their risks are obviously going higher, but so is their paragon levels. I mean, so much higher. Mm-hmm. And like I've done a lot of solo play, with the exception of that one Saturday morning. So I mean, I'm at 103 right now, but I know like you guys both have got a lot more than I do, and I know you played a lot more with groups than I have truth truth oh. yeah hmm. well the, no i like that idea um i have been you know i've been checking in on darren nisamaz uh he was like the i'm not sure if he's still number one rank wizard hardcore this season but he was definitely number one last season but he's already over paragon 800 so oh, it's on it's like unbelievable the just the amount of paragon uh, the amount of experience i guess that you can get, especially if you're playing efficiently, doing the GRs and having groups, like all those bonuses combined, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but still, that's a lot of time playing. Yep. Yeah, he, he'll be. He'll, he's been streaming a lot more this season, and he's on quite a bit, so. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's just the way the game's set up. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> not much we can do about it. You know, if you really want to compete, you got to dedicate it you got to dedicate that time so that is really what it comes down to isn't it because the only way that a solo player really can catch up i think is if you just put in like more hours at that when it really comes down to it yeah no problem i got the plan i'm gonna tell my kids you're on your own you make your own food (laughs) just tell my wife i'll see her see in a few months no problem yep Uh, i'm sure my boss will be okay with that too so absolutely okay i think i got it we can write you a note yeah Yes! A Diablo no. <laughs> Sign it from Dr. Deckard Kane. And, and I'm sure it'll fly. No yeah. problem. 
<laughs> yeah, so moving on, we received an audio, and I almost kind of got it figured out how to play it in line, but it wasn't wasn't exactly what I was hoping for. So we're just going to do this old analog style. So um, we, of course, our wonderful editor who makes us sound absolutely amazing will just drop in the file itself. But for us here listening, we're just going to be listening through Skype. So here we go. And this is from Kagurai Le Blue. Hey, Shatter Cellstone crew. This is Le Blue. I was uh, requested per Lantonio and Nevik to send in something, so I'm going to send in a small little bit of audio feedback and maybe a bit of a question for you to discuss as well. Something I've kind of come across upon my perusal of the forums of late is the discussion about the disparity between solo play and group play. Now, back in vanilla, there was a lot of incentive not to group up because of how monsters scaled versus the amount of players in that they added the magic find, gold find, experience buff, and they also changed how the monster scaled to make it more appealing. This obviously had the side effect of making grouping a bit more efficient, but it was never so drastically efficient that it would really feel like you're gimping yourself if you played strictly solo, uh, such as I do, for example. Um, Then we had Seasons come out here uh, last year, and that added the competitive aspect of it and obviously there was a lot to gain from running groups to level up to find and funnel gear to get gems up and just enjoy the higher greater rifts so that you get more experience and now fast forward to season two or just before it i should say when they made the greater rifts now suddenly have a more beneficial bonus towards all experience gear, uh, experience modifiers, and that also included the multiplayer buff as well, which in turn makes those speed greater if 35 or even now with the current power creep 40 runs incredibly powerful for helping those guys get up there and level up. And while Paragon points individually alone aren't that huge of a benefit, when you start to stack up in the four, five, or six hundreds of Paragon levels, they become a really big thing, and it's a huge advantage. In addition to that, you also have how the monsters scale. And as it stands right now, if I remember correctly, the monsters scale from up to about 250% of a normal monster at a full four players. And so per person, it's significantly less than one person so you're already talking about much greater efficiency. You've also already got the group synergies that you can create through not only group buffs, but you can also have characters who are solely dedicated to locking down or debuffing monsters so they're either relatively harmless or strictly buffing the group so that your group's even more efficient. Uh, And this creates a bit of a problem, if you will, if you want to be competitive on the current leaderboards without delving into that group play since solo for some people and i'm of this niche crowd is something that you feel like you should almost do on your own as i personally don't really care to play with other people i will on occasion but usually i prefer to stay on my own and play on my own and 
and like sometimes you guys, you guys will drag me in, Cyber and all them, they'll drag me in for a game or two, but I usually don't like to play too much with other people. I enjoy playing the game on my own, own pace, that kind of a deal. I also like to try to be competitive, and I'm not saying I will ever put forth the two, three weeks of going balls to the wall, ham Sammy, I mean putting 20 hours into the dumb game, falling asleep for four, and then getting right back at it for a few weeks. I, I'll probably never be able to do that. But with the length of the season, it's something that I eventually could work up to to be competitive. Uh, season two, for example, I was vying for at least top 100 before my monk died. Uh, completely solo, didn't have like any help or anything, didn't group up, just because, again, it's not my thing, and I felt really good about that. But I look at how things are now with the greater rift changes, uh, the prevalence of grouping, and as people, that power creep increases when we get the higher greater rifts, that experience bonus becomes a more and more relevant thing. Um, and then as we get higher up as well, you get the better gear. If you go and look at season one, and look at the discrepancy between solo and group play, in at least hardcore, it actually wasn't that massive. Like, the disparity actually was relatively small. It was like about four or five greater rifts. That gap is widening significantly. And if you play in a group, you get access to the better gear, the better drops, your gem gets raised up higher, and then you flip that around, you go back to solo play, and now suddenly you have a massive advantage over someone who just plays solo. They want to play solo, they want to play on the solo leaderboards, so they don't want anything to do with multiplayer. And I'm obviously not saying they should cater that niche crowd, it's just a concern. Solo play is on its own fine, but relative to group play and the rewards that it currently offers, it feels crippled. And part of that is because of the increased efficiency all of the group bonuses and all the extra advantages all piled up on top of each other and I feel like at some point some of that might need to be stripped away. Uh, I mean a very easy one in my opinion, and this is obviously solely my opinion, is that they can remove the magic find experience gold find buffs that you currently get right now in multiplayer because a lot of the, the benefits of right now playing in a group obviously is well, you're more efficient. You can push higher, push harder. So you're already naturally going to have those things occur anyway. And it feels almost like double dipping if they have that and a buff that promotes that. And I understand where it came from originally was implemented back in vanilla because it had a place. We didn't quite have the system we do now. And I mean, we did have the MP levels, but there was a set like this is where it stops. This is how high it's going to go. You're never going to get beyond that. You can only get faster in your clear times but now we have something that infinitely scales. And with that infinite scaling becomes infinite experience scaling. That comes with infinite legendary chance scaling. That comes with infinite ancient chance scaling. Because as you go up higher, your chance for ancients increases, your blood shards increases, which increases even more chances of loot. It just kind of keeps compiling on each other. So even something as simple as removing the experience buff and magic fan buff might draw that back a little bit. It won't completely hinder anything and it also probably wouldn't actually fix anything but it wouldn't the disparity probably wouldn't be as bad also I feel like they should probably relook at how much health per player the monsters have 
because right now about 250% of normal health versus if you were solo is really low. That's for even a Torment 6. It doesn't actually take that much nowadays for one player to get gear to where you can efficiently clear a four-player game alone. I mean, split farming keywords and whatnot. Already, naturally, that would have been faster with four people because you got four people who can split up, go do four keywords, and then say, all right, keys are up, go grab them. This is where they're at. But now you have the fact that the monsters are relatively weaker per person, which makes it even more efficient. And scaling back their hit points to maybe 70, 80, even 90% of players, something to where it's, yes, it's not going to scale to ridiculousness, it's not going to feel ridiculous trying to kill anything, like you need everybody gunning a little fallen or a skeleton to take it down, but at the same time, it's not going to feel like everything's so incredibly weak either when you're in a group play environment. And I, I really hope in future patches, I don't expect this to happen, even in the next season, um, that they kind of re-look at solo play versus group play. And I know they're trying to incentivize it, uh, but I feel like as Reaper of Souls is right now, if you take out the group buffs, if you take out the, or if you, I'm sorry, not take out, if you tone back the strength, or tone up, I should say, the strength of the monsters that you're coming up against so that they're a bit closer to solo play, and they don't necessarily have to be. Um, so far as I know, their damage doesn't even scale up. It's just their health. I feel like you'll, ha you'll have a bit more parity between the two, and the difference won't be so significant. Four-player will always be more efficient. It will always push a little higher than solo. I, th I think that's kind of a given because of how you have all the group synergies, uh, the, the capability of funneling gear, and then the capability to go a little further so you get better gems faster, so you get to push a little further faster and it kind of stacks on itself but I feel like it's something that definitely needs uh, reigning in in and of itself but uh, I think I've talked enough for today so I'd love to hear what y'all think and thank you for listening to me 10 minutes and it's kind of funny it was like right on the same line of what we were already talking about <laughs> right. exactly I was thinking that but uh, yeah I I don't what, what do you think, Leviathan, about if they were to increase the HP scaling per player back up to something definitely not as a... Oh, I, I have to correct LeBlue. It's not vanilla, it's chocolate. It's always chocolate on the show. <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, instead of, like, what is it? It's 75% of a monster's health points per player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that way it scales up to, what, 250 in a four-player game? That's right. So, what what do you think? Do you think that would have too much of a negative impact on the multiplayer experience? I don't know. And actually, sorry, it's 50. I was just doing math in my head, right? Because it's 100% one player. Oh, right, so yes. 50, 50, 50. Uh, yeah. Um, see, the thing is, like, we're already complaining now in solo play i mean so i guess it's kind of to that point right like we're complaining in solo play like it going up in greater risk feels terrible because all it is is the monsters become bigger meat bags you just have to hit them longer and of course what that is supposed to do is have the fights become more dangerous because they're sticking around longer especially the elites so they're getting more chances to hit you with more fixes etc etc at all scales i think 
my counter to that will be we should at least wait to see what happens when we remove perma cc from the game right because we yeah. know they're going to do that at some point soon tm and that will definitely need um to then readjust how much damage the monsters do because if you can't lock them down all the time at least at the high end um trying to fix this um but if the monsters aren't locked down all the time then of course you're going to be getting hit by many 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 more fixes than you previously were so that should bring groups down as long as they don't decrease the damage that mobs do so much so that it kind of undoes the change all right but i just don't i don't know if it'd be fun to because you kind of like that feeling in groups where it's like all our powers combined right like captain planet style you get to yeah. just become super awesome and then i mean doing that like if you take away that little bonus or the bonuses that we're getting with multiplayer you're taking away like a little bit of the incentive to to group up with other people mm -hmm. i mean because i'll be honest i would never do um a public game if i had no incentive to do it i mean i would obviously play multiplayer games with friends all the time but i mean if um it's pretty much essentially the same as doing solo i'm going to do solo every time i would agree yeah and I guess that's kind of the the other side of the coin, right? Would you rather them nerf, in quotes, multiplayer, or instead buff solo play? I think I would rather go that route. Say, like, you reintroduce mm. something like Players 8, where you can buff up, which is a D2 mechanic. I don't know if everyone's familiar, but you could increase the hit points of the monsters, and it would, in turn... It basically would be as if there were eight players in your game, so you would be getting extra loot, extra experience, etc. But if you think about the power creep, like, people complain right now that T6 is a breeze. What if you don't introduce difficulties above T6, but you give that players 4 for the Diablo 3 version, um, and all of a sudden um, T6 is a little bit harder but more rewarding? I could go for that. Uh, it, it would also... Yeah, definitely. I mean, <laughs> I, I think one criticism that I've heard numerous times from numerous uh, sources is that uh, gearing up is relatively extremely fast. Mm -hmm. I mean, a, a lot of it it's probably our experience you know we, we know what we're doing we know how to gear up as as efficiently as possible whereas back in when reaper of souls launched we didn't quite know and well and also the loot drops weren't where they were or as they are today but i i don't know i mean it's a good feeling and this is one reason why i love seasons is it's a good feeling to start over that way you have a reason to keep playing because if I were a non-seasonal player, my motivation to play this game would be probably at an all-time low, uh, except for the major patches. You know, when when things get things get drastically changed, and um, I mean, and then then you have to think about all this. You know, all, all the clout that's moving from season to non-season. I mean, we have people who I think I think somebody's already broken Paragon One Thousands. Well, yeah. Definitely, <laughs> softcore side, of course, in yes. season three. But uh, I think it was Quinn as well. Sure was. Yeah, Dude's and uh, and when you look back at non-season, it's like, well, at that point, you know, if, if you get a thousand pair, you know what? <laughs> I, I I should pull up the calculator to see exactly what that would be. Um, if you, you know, have a thousand paragon points and then you have another thousand. Or thousand levels added on to that. Let's see, thousand and one thousand equals Paragon one thousand one seventy six, wow. or or eleven seventy six. Yeah. So, 
An extra 1,000 Paragon levels only translates into 176 Paragon levels at that point. So that's, that's crazy. All, yeah, that's all going into core too because everything else is max. So it's just like, uh, you know, that times five more decks or strength or whatever if you're dumping it there. Yeah, and so then it's like if you're a solo player, <laughs> if you're a solo non-seasonal player trying to compete on the era leaderboards seems even more daunting to me so i i don't know i i don't think there's a good solution but i do know that if we get a new expansion we will have the opportunity to kind of you know like reset the board so to speak and i guess maybe it depends on if we get rid of paragon levels which i doubt but it's just the whole reason why i like seasons is it gives us a reason to start playing again you know if you get burnt out and it's all like oh yeah all my buddies are going to be playing Diablo. You know, it gives you that, gives you that, you know, beacon. You know, like we're all going to start playing again on this certain day when the season opens, and you know, it, there's a ton of excitement. And then, then you have to upgrade your Mumble server because 15 <laughs> wasn't cutting it. So. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So it's tough. The the other side of the coin is if you start removing some of those bonuses, then it's like, then what's the point of grouping up you know especially in hardcore because in hardcore solo means you can hit escape when you hit a lag spike mm. or you, you know your son comes in or yells from the bathroom that he's done going to the bathroom and you need to go wipe his butt so <laughs> in a multiplayer game you can't just say all right guys uh you know hold on well i suppose you can but you got to teleport out first and sometimes that's not feasible so all right I don't think there's a good answer to it. I, I think group play will always be better because playing with friends is better, right? It should be. I think it, it should, should be, be. honestly. Um, I, I, I equated it you know, in past um, talks to kind of the two-hander versus the one-hander. Like some something of those two will always be better, mm -hmm. you know. But I think the closer you can get to parity, the closer you can say, all right, solo is not going to be quite as good as group, but it's not that far off. I think we could accept that. Right now, it's kind of in an unacceptable state if you're really, really pushing. Yeah. Yeah, when when you're, you know, the top of the leaderboard has gems that are, you know, above rank 50, and just getting to rank 50, or, I mean, you know, greater of 50, that's, that's dangerous territory in hardcore. For sure. That's like, you make one mistake and you proc. Make another mistake and, or in some cases, if you're a wizard, um, you know, those two mistakes can come very, very rapidly and you double proc off of one attack. Mm. So, I, I don't know. So, I guess, you know, just that, that's, them's the breaks, right? <laughs> that, that's the game. Don't hate the players, hate the game. But you don't want to hate the game because Diablo's awesome. Uh, anyways, let's move on to the next email, which is from Oscar, and he says, "Hello, all. First of all, or first off, love the show. Second, please excuse the quality of this message as I am typing it out on my phone. Well, now I'm going to expect all kinds of inappropriate audio or er, audio autocorrects. My goodness, I just <laughs> auto like that. I just autocorrected my own speech. I guess. <laughs> anyway, about season three, I haven't really cared for seasons so far." I participate, but only as a means of trying out new items. This season started out the same way, and unfortunately, I don't have nearly enough time as I would like. I'm sure none of us do. I rolled a monk, and I'm fairly new to monks, 
but was not enjoying it. Oh, wait. Wait, yes, yes. No, you're right. I'm sorry. I thought I dropped, jumped back up a, a sentence, but was not enjoying it as much as I thought I would. I felt like I wasn't getting any drops worthwhile. I was stuck on Torment 2 or 3. So imagine my excitement when I blew a Greater Rift 19 out of the water. I felt like something that I haven't felt with this game in a long time. I felt excitement. Now I am motivated to play more and see how far I can push. I'm not even shooting for the leaderboards, but I want to see what this monk can do. I have never enjoyed seasons because of having to start over. This is why I don't play hardcore. As a casual... I, you don't have to put it that way. As a casual player, I hate the feeling of having spent so much time on something only to lose it in a second. I digress. I think I am now hooked for seasons and don't know if I'll return to my non-seasonal characters. Thank you for your time and keep up the great work. Signed, Oscar. It's kind of funny. We keep like preempting the next email with our conversation because you were just talking about right. that seasonal play and why yeah. it's so enjoyable. Yeah, but I, I just want to say one thing. When you lose a hardcore character, it's not like you wasted that time because you enjoyed it, right? And it's just, it's a different kind of um, rush that you get, you know? A hardcore player, they're, they're looking for that thrill of just just barely surviving, you know? Mm. And that that's what, that's what you're into, right? So it's not as if you just lost all that time although losing the gems does hurt <laughs> but with paragon and you know building up your backups i mean it's hardcore death isn't quite as um you know punitive as it used to be definitely but, true. but i i look at it as you know you lose a hardcore character you know that sucks but you have a you have a huge community of support around you, and you often have people saying, "Oh, power level you back up," you know. But it's just it's I don't know I, I don't I don't know how is what I was trying to say, but I I would never think of it as uh, you know wasting time on a character that you where you lose everything. Well, can we can we be real for like one second? Isn't life hardcore mode? Like think about what we do right now go to work every day some some people you know go to school whatever it is that you're doing at this moment and you have all these experiences and you build them up over the years and then you die eventually and to some degree you could say like that time is now gone it wasn't worth anything unless you left something for someone else to enjoy you kind of almost look at it like the life of a hardcore character like they were going on their different adventures you cleared a greater rift you felt good about it you started to accumulate some things you put them in your stash and that's kind of like your the stuff you leave behind for characters that come after you. And the only reason and the only time really that death hurts is if you're not prepared for it. So it's kind of like life insurance. Like the funeral will be covered if you have good life insurance. And in the same way, the death will be covered if you had good backups and you prepared with some extra gems, things like that. So yeah. I, I don't know if you if you look at life as like I'm enjoying my time here on the earth and I know it's limited in the same way, you can kind of use that as a jumping off point for hardcore. Yeah. When you put it that way, that means back in 2012, I had a lag spike in real life. <laughs> <laughs> Just bringing it home for you. Yep. Oh, man. Uh, that day. Yeah, but... Whew, that accident. I still can't believe I walked away from that, but... Oh, well, we're glad you did. Lucky yeah, you, man. Yeah, I had my uh, unstable anomaly proc or something. 
<laughs> but I also think, like, looking from Oscar's point of view, I've, I was that way probably in first season. Like, before even first season, I didn't want to play hardcore because I was like, yeah, like, I'm, I'm doing all this work, I'm traveling for work, I'm spending time with family, all these, that, my time's limited, I don't want to play a hardcore character because I used to think it was wasting my time. And then something about reaching my first hardcore characters to 70, I'm sitting there going, oh, it wasn't that bad, you know, and I don't really feel like I lost anything. I, I really enjoyed the experience of trying to get there. And sure, I lost a couple of characters along the way, but when I finally got there, it was like, okay, there's some accomplishment here for me to do something I wasn't, I was ready to not do, but um, found a way to stretch myself a little. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, okay, hardcore season, that's what I'm doing, you know, and I, I enjoy it. And if my character dies, so be it. But I'm really just enjoying the whole experience now. And, you know, it's kind of like you were talking about Leviathan with life. You just do it. Enjoy it. You know, you're only going to do it once. Do the things you want to do. You know, if you're somebody that just wants to play softcore game because you don't want to do that, you don't feel like that's fun, and that's how you play it. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, but if you're, you're someone who likes to play hardcore games because there's something in it for you, go ahead and do that. I mean, because Oscar didn't want to play Seasons until he tried it this season. And we're like, oh, this is kind of cool, a different experience. It's really motivating me. That's, yeah, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. Well, I would say we're running a little long, so we push the rest of the emails off, but I do want to get to this one last email, our next email from Ring Call, because, uh, I mean, we have Leviathan here, so why not mm. <laughs> Why not have him t tackle this email? So, Leviathan... I'm excited. Oh, boy. All right. So we have an email from Rincall. Hope I'm saying that right. Love the show, guys and gal. I have played with you guys a few times. Can you help me with my Whirlwind softcore bar, please? I am in T1 rifts and bounties, and it doesn't feel like I'm clearing fast enough. And then he links to his hero, which I just brought up. And he says, thanks. So let's look at this barb. We've got, looks like, two pieces of... The Wrath of the Waste set, and one, two, three, four, five pieces of the Immortal King set with the Ring of Royal Grandeur. So we're looking at the full set bonus for uh, IK and two-piece bonus on Wrath of the Waste. Um, he is also running a Blackthorn Ami and a Blackthorn Belt. So he's getting the three-piece bonus off of that with the Ring of Royal Grandeur. So some extra elite damage and defense um, against elites as well. Um, a Shackles of the Invoker Bracers, that's interesting. A Skull Grasp as the other ring. And that's the gear. And now let's look at the skills. Rend, Bloodbath, okay. Whirlwind with Dust Devils. Call of the Ancients, Council Rises, and that's one, the fire damage one. Wrath of Berserk with Ariot's Wall. Battle Rage, Bloodshed, Sprint Marathon. All right, there are a bunch of things we can improve here. First and foremost, Reaper's wraps. You want to craft them. The The thing for the barb is that they're pretty limited on resource because you're trying to whirlwind all the time. And the last thing you want to do is exit whirlwind because then you're not outputting damage. So I would say uh, go and fight Malthale. You can do it in adventure mode. Um, he'll drop the Reaper's wraps recipe for you. And just craft one. I mean, as long as it rolls decently enough, you don't need it to be perfect right away. It's definitely going to help you uh, quite a bit. And um, let's see, what else can we change? We can also change Call of the Ancients. If you feel like your damage output isn't good enough, 
I would actually, again, you know, one of the big things really is mitigating the fury um, and making sure you have it all the time. So one of the strongest runes for Call the Ancients is Ancients Fury. And so every time they attack, they grant you four fury, or every time they attack an enemy, so they actually have to do damage, um, it grants you four fury. Um, and that's going to help a ton. With Wrath of the Berserker, go Insanity. You don't need um, Ariat's Wall. It's honestly um, not, it's probably one of the weakest uh, runes on that because it's just on the activation of Wrath of the Berserker that you get extra damage. Um, so go Insanity, which just gives you 50% the whole time that you're in Wrath of the Berserker. And then hopefully with the fury that you're getting, both from Ancients and then from uh, the Reaper's Wraps, that'll keep you in Whirlwind enough, you'll be spending enough, and then you'll have permanent Wrath of the Berserker. And then once you achieve that, like you will definitely notice your damage output increasing quite a bit, and you should be able to move up in some uh, Torments on your way to you know Greater Rifts and all that good stuff as well. I do like the use of Sprint. Um, you can even go, instead of Marathon, go with... Um, Run Like the Wind, just for some extra damage from the Tornadoes, but Marathon is also a fine choice. And um, if you want to actually buff up a little bit more damage, instead of Bloodbath with the Rend, I might take um, Mutilation, which is the Cold Rune, and that does 10% um, more damage from any of the enemies that are affected by Rend from all sources, so then your Ancients benefit from that. Um, and you know they, they output some pretty good damage when you're in Wrath of the Berserker, since you get the 6-piece bonus from IK with that. Hopefully that should help you out. Um, there are definitely more things we could change and talk about too, like in the passives as well. But at least that, you know, will bump you up and then continue to write in to Shattered Soulstone. And as you progress, we'll keep helping you out. Yeah. These guys will keep helping you out. Would you suggest that, um, I, this is probably RNG related, but uh, dropping from 6-piece IK to 6-piece uh, Wrath of the Wastes, Absolutely. Yeah, if you can. I mean, I'm, I'm almost assuming that he's not doing it because, he, like you said, RNG maybe he just hasn't found the pieces yet. But Wrath of the Waste, um, six pieces, so, so strong. Um, getting the tornadoes. And also, one of the maybe the best side effects that people um, might not notice right away is that the six-piece bonus in Wrath of the Waste gives you Dust Devils for free. So then you can actually pick another rune with Whirlwind. Um, and a lot of the other runes are really great utility. So you can use... Um, the cold one which a hurricane and so that'll actually drag enemies into you so you get a little bit more efficiency because you're pulling stuff with you as you keep going so you don't have to stop um you could go with uh blood funnel and so that'll kind of help your sustainability you get uh, life return to you when you crit um there there are so many options but yeah i would say probably the strongest setup right now is six piece um Wrath of the Waste, so, you know, five pieces with your Ring of World Grander, and then four pieces on uh, IK, and that's going to require the Boulder Breaker and the Belt. Yeah, so fortunately he has the Boulder Breaker, he just needs the Belt. Yeah, one of the, harder pe one of the hardest pieces he already has nailed down, so good yeah. on him. So, yeah, there you go. That's good advice from, you know, a very reliable source. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Yes. Absolutely. Oof. Yeah. So, like I said, um, we're running a little long, and with this switch to weekly formats, I always like to uh, try. Well, last show we kind of went two hours, but this time I kind of don't want to go two hours, but we're probably going to end up there anyways. But um, this way, if I push these next two emails, at least we know we have content for next show. But you can send your emails to show at Shattered's show at ShatteredSoulStone.com if I can pr prevent from tripping over my own you know, plug right there. But uh, 
Yeah, we, we got an email from Funktropis and Rurak, which we'll get to next week. And uh, so some exciting news. I I was actually kind of, um, this came out of left field. I, I was not expecting to play your way Thursday, last Thursday. Yeah. So, so I was like, oh, okay, cool. And as usual, when a wizard wins, <laughs> the wizard doesn't show up. So they go with the next best thing. So they went with the monk. And uh oh I'm trying to trying to think of who it was. It was um oh god, it was the Sriracha monk. Davlock. Uh, yeah, Davlock. Yeah. So yeah, poor little Nevalistus on that uh <laughs> that account that doesn't get used a whole lot because it's uh it's an in house account that they use just for testing. So <laughs> oh man, the Twitch chat was brutal. They were like, Paragon ninety seven, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, and then I was I was going to make the comment. Well, you know, Nevalista, she's kind of come over to the hardcore side. This so, is true. So on her own account, you know, she's definitely way above that. But uh, what, what did they do? Did they do a greater of forty five at one point, or was it forty six? I can't remember. It might have even been forty six. It whatever it was it was ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> and just right. just poor Neva. She would she would get rezzed and then boom dead. And then she would res and then boom dead. <laughs> it was funny. But um there was some good information that came out of there. Good old Don Vu, he um he he had to catch himself a couple times and say uh uh in a future patch. <laughs> but uh it looks like the Crusader that what they're currently have internal is a Blessed Hammer build, which I believe you correctly pre uh, predicted there, Leviathan. Yes, yes. Pat on the back. Take a little bow here. You can't see it. Yep. <laughs> but uh, after um, uh, the Transmog Tuesday that was last week with the Crusader kind of cosplaying as a Dragoon. So cool. I was like, mm, my goodness, I really want a set built around Falling Sword. I know there's a few legendaries, or at least one, that two-hander, that two-handed sword that will... I forget what it does with Falling Sword. It allows like, you to do it, like, within a second of casting it. Yeah, it's like Cam's rebuttal. It basically delays the um, activation of the cooldown starter yeah. on it, so you can do it, like, two times, I think. Yeah. But, oh, man. I... And then watching the Heavensward trailer for Final Fantasy XIV, and they're introducing the Dragoon, I'm like, oh, yes. <laughs> You're all aboard that train, huh? Yeah, although although Thief is still my still my bread and butter, my, you know, my first love in terms of Final Fantasy classes, Dragoon is up there because they're just so cool. Really? The way that they jump super high. And but, then they're uh, just chilling, invulnerable, and then all of a sudden crashing damage. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, so we we know that there's going to be a Blessed Hammer build. Um, what was it? Uh, there, a seven-sided strike um, set for monks seems to be what they're working on right now. And I'm like, well, that's kind of cool. I can't actually honestly think of anything else. But then Don Vu said something how they were going to leverage the Shenlong's fist weapon set. Mm-hmm. to also work for seven-sided strike i'm like that's not what i would have gone with <laughs> <laughs> what would you have uh, wanted to see well okay if when you're well see it doesn't work because it's not a kuma 
because I it's like seven sided strike. Maybe you can make it do what thirteen hits. Is that is that what is um uh devil's oh my goodness I can't think of the the what is it a a uh, I I'm not even I I haven't played Street Fighter recently in a while so but you know Akuma has that uh, super move where he you know dashes forward to somebody and then hits them a ton of times and then you get the uh, kanji the the kanji symbol for sky or heaven pops up on screen so maybe they did something like that where the the symbol would pop up on the screen where you did it maybe that'd be cool enough but it's Shenlong Shenlong the man's you know a Sharuken (laughs) (laughs) so I don't know maybe the fireball will actually be worthwhile that pops out of that thing I don't know but anyways, yeah, I'm just trying to I'm trying to like theorycraft now. Maybe they could do something where if you have the both fist weapons equipped, and they do something so that seven sided strike becomes spammable instead of um, well, I don't even uh, I don't know making it spammable because you're invulnerable while it's happening, right? So if it's spammable, yeah. you like never touched, and so maybe not that far, but maybe whenever you do it, it creates that um that fireball and then that gives you kind of some of your aoe or i mean uh i don't know it's tough i I hear what you're saying though you don't want to lose the fantasy right yeah and Mm -hmm. yeah shenlong is you know i i guess you can look at his moveset from street fighter 4 because you know he's he is in in street fighter 4 but uh i mean he's got that weird fireball and he can toss a fireball upwards but that doesn't work because this is Diablo, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> but I don't know. Um, and then Don Vu had nothing to add in terms of what they might be working on for the puke doctor. I imagine it'll be something pukish. So <laughs> sounds appropriate. Yeah. So I don't know. But there, I mean, a, you know, little tidbits came out of those, so they are worth watching. Even if, you know, you're not into them actually playing the game. You know, you can just listen to it while you're playing your own Greater Rift. But uh, BlizzCon 2015, they announced the contests. And um, so, as usual, there's going to be a costume, a talent, an art, and a movie contest. So, uh, we'll include a link so that you can go over there and see what your deadlines might be for submissions or guidelines for costumes because I know over the years they've had to impose new rules based off of certain cosplay or costumes that came you know rolled through like that there was that one year when the girl was a draenei on the sea turtle mount and then they're like oh we can't have people doing that every year (laughs) and then last year's costume contest winner her costume broke before she could even get out onto stage oh no no it didn't break she broke her foot oh she broke her foot Ooh, but that's what i heard well i heard well it was like 300 pounds that costume yeah well maybe it was a combination of both maybe the costume broke and she also broke her foot but or or she twisted her ankle something like that where she couldn't walk across the stage yeah so who knows maybe they'll have weight restrictions on costumes next year i don't know or this year not next year so you can go check that out uh other really cool links i already mentioned the dragon crusader crusader wow that's kind of like saying paladin (laughs) (laughs) i laughed at that that was good (laughs) um oh yeah i i I forgot john yang said all right that's it time to close the servers because we have the kadala gambling simulator 
That's all you need, right? <laughs> so, uh, the Dang. the URL for for this simulator is hilarious in of itself. It's fightingdragonswithtaylorswift.com/kadala. So because why not? So random. It's like, whom I really need a domain name. Random <laughs> generator. <laughs> Fighting dragons with Taylor Swift. Sounds like it'd be fun. <laughs> well, I I mean, Taylor Swift could act as a lance, I suppose, because she's so skinny. <laughs> Shots fired. And then she'll just shake it off. Oh, <laughs> like a puke. Oh, so it could... She could also be a puke doctor. But um, All right, sure, that not? was terrible. All right. I'll take her on my team. I don't mind. Ah, oh, that... That pregnant She's pause cute. was. Uh, I, I I forgot that Lantonio <laughs> wasn't here. I was expecting the crickets. Cute crickets. Yeah. <laughs> so let's move into uh, our final segment, our other games and entertainment. And I think uh, Leviathan, did you go see Avengers? I did not. I'm. Oh I'm, no! I'm oh. so bad with movies. You know me. Come on. Oh my goodness. Are are you are you at least caught it, up with all the other? Avengers, or, well, you know, the separate Marvel movies. Uh, I saw Spider-Man 3. Is that even Marvel? I don't know. I'm so sorry. Well, I mean, Spider-Man <laughs> is part of Marvel, but Sony owns the rights to Spider-Man movies, so it's a big mess. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I think the last... All right, so this will cue you in on what happens with me in movies. The last movie I saw was not the most recent Hunger Games, but the one before that, which is like <gasps> oh, 2013 or 14 or something. Oh, so Catching Fire was the last one that you saw? Y- yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because uh, it's Mockingjay's the... Oh, yeah. Mockingjay Part, part 1. Yeah. Yep, so Catching yeah. Fire. Yep. Oh. You've seen it more recently than I have. <laughs> so, yeah, no spoilers, but I know Brazia and I, we both saw Age of Ultron, and I loved it. Awesome. I loved it. So, I had a couple geek out moments in, in the movie. Again, I can't say anything more without spoiling it because <laughs> I, I for this movie because I, I mean I'm not a comic book reader, so I'm just, I if you've listened to the show, you know that already. But I'm throwing it out there. I don't read comic books because usually they're hard to follow because of just the layout and then sometimes the script or you know you know the script for the text that they use. Sometimes it's difficult to read. So I, I'm just, I'm not big on comic books, but I love comic book movies. And I know a little bit about, you know, about everything when it comes to the Avengers. Well, a little bit, you know, a tiny bit. Okay, I'll be honest. Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> is the reason why I really got into the Avengers. So, because he's just amazing. He's he is so. awesome. Oh, I have seen Iron Man. I saw Iron Man. Does that count for anything? Oh, nice. Yeah, that's it does. really old. <laughs> you don't have to bother with seeing <laughs> Iron Man 2 and 3, though. Oh, good. But, uh, yeah, I, I th- there were some geek out moments. And uh, I've also, I, I mentioned that I've, you know, kind of fighting burnout. So I started playing Shadow of Mordor because it was on sale. And um, it was $20 to go pick up the PC DVDs. And then I realized, oh, yeah, that means... What was there? There were five DVDs that I had to install through, which is fun. Wow! When you're used to Blu-rays and having one disc, (laughs) (laughs) 
but uh, I was having difficulty with the beginning of the game. I was getting overwhelmed by all these irks, and I'm like, what the heck am I supposed to do? You know, like, in all of the Lord of the Rings and even the Hobbit movies, you know, you're, you're fighting an orc or an uruk or a goblin, and it's like a couple slashes or not even that. Usually it's just impale, dead, dead enemy, you know, right? Mm-hmm. Well, in Shadow of Mordor, it's like slash, sla- whoops, as I hit my keyboard. Slash, slash, slash. Oh, hey, look, you're dazed. Slash, slash, slash. Oh, now I knocked you down. Okay, I'm going to do a takedown kill. Oh, wait, I have to parry this attack that's incoming. And then they get back up. <laughs> and I was like, what? 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 <laughs> this isn't filling the fantasy that I had for this game. So I, you know, as you do, I, I went to Twitter and I whined. <laughs> Saw those tweets. <laughs> I was like, what the heck am I doing? You know, wh- what am I missing with this game? And a good friend of mine, Fimless, he said, said that, you know, play the game a little more stealthy. And so I tried that out and it worked. I got enough um, kills and stuff to dump a point into, uh, what is it? When you get a hit streak of eight hits or more, then you can do a, a parry execution move. So that helps a lot. And now I'm having a lot of fun. So, yeah, that's what I've been up to. Oh, and like Brasia. I have <laughs> I have a game that I play. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of like one of those um, guilty pleasures. It's called Tap, uh, Tap Titans. Yeah. Yeah, I've been playing that a lot. I've prestiged 14 times in that game now because you kind of have to do that to progress. But, uh, yeah, it's just this little mobile game that I play every now and then and then realize, oh, I've been on the toilet for half an hour. Whoops. <laughs> What would we do without our phone? Man, I'm a snake stink. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, Bracia, anything else that you've been watching or playing? I mean, I know you've been playing something else. Wow. Yes, I have. I decided I was going to try to, just for this last week, um, like, well, a little while ago, when Warlords of Draenor came out, we, um, like, caught up with some friends, and we started raiding, and we were having a great time, you know, just felt like... Way back when Burning Crusade, when we were actually like raiding every week, and just kind of that feeling. Things were a lot of fun. We were a great time. And then it's kind of like one by one, people started falling off. And then we just basically have only had like five or six people showing up for three weeks in a row. And then it kind of people like, oh, what the hell? So we've just, that was kind of at the same time, season two was going strong. And I was like, okay, well, I'll just play Diablo. Well, talking with some of those guys, some of them have also are in our um, clan. And so it's like, uh, why don't we try something where, you know, there's more opportunity because the, the server we were on was... I mean, it's, um, it's a medium population server, but it's not like a really strong rating server. So we decided, you know, let's take a look at what's out there. So I've got, convinced them to move over to Airy Peak to do any uh, convert to raid guild. Oh, no. Yeah, so that means you win alliance yeah. as well. I know. I'm uh, I'm not happy with that, but, you know, I'll no, do it. Not, not that there's anything wrong with that. For the alliance, I don't play this game. I know. So. <laughs> I just like to, I like so to ruffle the like, yeah, No, go for it. Ruffle them. Um, no, actually, I, I, I have probably... Like, actually, on that server, I had 11 characters that were level 85 and above. Wow. So, I mean, I filled that one already. I, like for me, it wasn't anything to move over. It's just leveling up characters, so that 
kind of what I've been doing this week. Oh. Leveling, leveling up my Army of Alliance tune. I was going to say, otherwise, you'd be looking at, what is it, $55 per character transfer? Because you'd have to do a race change and a faction mm-hmm. server. Or, I mean, a server change as well. Oh, no, no. I've, years ago, probably about... Actually, probably about the same time we started this podcast. I was just really into playing alts. So I just, you know, like I had got another account because of my my son playing it. So I just basically power leveled characters through dungeons to get 300 times, you know, 300% Mm -hmm. experience. And so I I had a plan, planned it all out, different servers. I had horde tunes and alliance tunes where I had pretty much a bunch of level 80s. Within about two months, I think I had like thirty level eighty. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, it was it was ridiculous because what I did was I mean I was just like focused. It was like running the halls level three, nonstop. <laughs> yeah, that kind of a thing where it's just you just keep pounding it until you get all these characters out, and then I just granted free levels to other ones. Yep. I I bet somewhere off in the distance for both of you, you can hear break. Uh, uh, Aprilian from Rhode Island saying, "One of us, one of us." <laughs> I think of her. I I do think of her like every, just about every day because I drive down there for work, and I'm just like, "Oh, I'm one of her." <laughs> <laughs> Altaholic in Rhode Island. Uh, so, um, but yeah, I've been doing that most of this week, and which would gave me a good excuse to take a break from Diablo to try something a little different. But um, like I'm kind of going, okay, now I'm going to split my time between both of them again. So who knows? I- I'm really hoping that at least, you know, because last year I had a good time running with different people throughout the uh, the guild because, I mean, with 10 guilds that basically doing raiding, you've got like the, something like 80 raid teams right now. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's absurd. So it's like there's plenty of uh, chances out there. Yeah. So I'm like, cool. But at least that way, you know, I can jump back and forth. And then um, just watching Game of Thrones. Um, uh, my oldest son and I have been watching that, and that's been a lot of fun. <laughs> and um, another thing has gotten my older son into watching Austin Powers, so it's absolutely oh. perfect for <laughs> Groovy, yeah, baby. Uh, a 13-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, tonight, it's like I was making palm, uh, chicken parm sandwiches, and all of a sudden I heard downstairs, Yeah, baby! <laughs> <laughs> Um, and of course, he had to talk about the um, the pump. Oh, of course, <laughs> the Swedish pump. <laughs> and he thought it was hilarious. He was like, "I can't understand how that works." I'm like, "I'm not going to." <laughs> <laughs> That's something you had to figure out on your own time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, "You're 13. You don't need to know yet." <laughs> All in due time. That's completely inappropriate right now for you. Um, but it was it was kind of fun. My wife's laughing about it. She's like, "Yeah." Oh, that's, <laughs> that's too much fun. It is. You'll get to know that someday. Yeah, well, slightly different because uh, my oldest is a girl. so. Oh, yeah. It'll be slightly She'll different. She'll have her own stories. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, as as I can hear both of my children fighting about Super Smash Brothers again, of course. Yes. Hey, but at least they fight with each other over it. My uh, youngest, he fights with himself over it. <laughs> I don't even know how he was that like, works. like, oh, come on. I hit that thing harder. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My, my daughter, when she first started playing Super Smash Brothers, it was funny. She was getting angry at my son. She's like, I thought you were going to tell me how to play this. And it's like, wait, 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 wait. You're the nine-year-old, and you're expecting the four-year-old to teach you how to play this game? Something is wrong here. 
Yeah, it does seem about right. Yeah. But Leviathan, uh, have you been watching or playing anything else? I mean, we we all have our our guilty pleasures on mobile phones, right? Oh yeah. Um, I guess for me, it's going to be Final Fantasy Record Keeper. Nine Ball got me to download that, and uh... you know, I I play that game, and there used to be I. The servers are no longer running for this. Um, it was called what was it, Airborne Brigade, where you'd have air, airship brigade or something like that. Hmm. It was almost the exact same style of gameplay too. Really? And, and I was like, yeah, I've played this before, but the art style was way better in the other game. Way better. It was like, it was like really cutesy and yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I wonder if they maybe they waited long enough to like wasn't it anyone's memory banks besides yours, I guess, and then they yeah. like rehash this thing. Yeah, because I, I, I downloaded it and I played. It, I was like, yeah, I've already played this. <laughs> <laughs> I know how this thing works. <laughs> so it's it's been interesting, at least from the from the Final Fantasy geekdom section of things. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that game and that fight and that uh, character and whatnot. So it's bringing back some good memories. But I mean, I'm kind of boring. Like, I really just played Diablo and listened to Diablo stuff and watched Diablo stuff. Uh, I do <laughs> want to out myself, though. I watch Revenge, which is like the world's worst TV show. And they're canceling it because it's the world's worst TV show. But I'm actually sad it's happening. But the last episode... It's going to be next Sunday, and it's kind of the end of an era because I had a, a friend who I used to work with, and we no longer are at the same job. It's kind of the one thing that we held on to, so we'd text each other when the show's I'm like, oh my god, did you see who killed who? And, and there's going to be no more of that. Aww. Aww. Sad times. Oh. Yeah. Well, I don't have anything else, so Leviathan, I, I know most of our listeners know where they can find you, but why don't you plug everywhere you can be found in what you do all the things all right super fast mode uh blizzpro.com is my home um diablo.blizzpro.com is my sub home that's where i hang out and try and generate cool articles for you guys to enjoy um the podcast is also hosted out of blizzpro that's going to be west march workshop and that's hosted on my stream twitch.tv slash leviathan 111 we go live every wednesday night 6 p.m pacific 9 p.m eastern um, cross-posted all over the place so youtube sa stewart one also the official bliss pro account for youtube um, itunes stitcher for the audio version you can follow nine ball on twitch at nine ball gamer you can follow myself at sa stewart 111 and otherwise you can find us in game in the west march workshop community both americas and eu and you'll probably find one of us playing the game because we're we love this thing Thank you guys so much, by the way, for uh, having me on your show. I've listened to Shattered Soulstone way before I ever did my own podcast or anything like that. So you guys kind of have paved the way for a lot of what we do, which is really awesome. Thank you. Oh, thanks. Thanks. It's great having you on here. I mean, it's been it's been a lot of fun. I'm having a great time following you guys, like every week. Anyway, so it's good a chance to just kind of get together. Yeah. I love it. Likewise, I'm and, so glad you guys meet uh, weekly. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we too will I'm get to experience it. the pains of trying to put on a weekly Diablo show. At least ours isn't news focused. So, although West March Workshop, you guys you guys have plenty of community interaction as well. So, mm-hmm. it, it helps it helps flesh out those bare bones weeks where nothing happens. You ain't kidding. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. So. Thank you, everyone. You have been listening to episode 81 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. If you missed an episode, you can find the show blog and listen to the show archives over at ShatteredSoulstone.com. 
while there, why not join our community forums and talk with other listeners? Just click on the community forums button at the top of the site. And if you do want to join us in-game, join our in-game community named Shattered Soulstone. Feel free to post up a short missive up on the community board and join the chat channel to talk with other folks from the community in-game. This show is powered by you, the listener, so send in your contributions, thoughts, questions, and feedback to show at ShatteredSoulStone.com. Wow. Or, wow. I, I don't know what I was trying to say there. We love Twitter. That's what I was trying to say. So come join and tweet with us. You can find the show Twitter at ShatteredStone. I'm at Navic James. Jen is at Queen of Haiku. Brasia is at the underscore Brasia. And our fourth musketeer is at Lantonio. We'd like to extend a huge thank you to the Leviathan for coming in and helping us, you know, do the heavy lifting. And members of Dawnforge Productions for hosting our Loot Deviant show. You can find more shows from the Dawnforge at thedawnforge.com. Thank you for listening. Until next time, from all of us here at the Shattered Soulstone, I'm going to be playing uh, Galka. Oh, wait, they renamed them in Final Fantasy XIV, right? I guess so. <laughs> Maybe a Tarotar. Oh, wait, they're called Lalafell now? Instead of Tarotar? Oh, square. You're so silly. All I know is you better summon me. <laughs> By the power of Grayskull? <laughs>